0: Let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Can Cannon- welcome to Opinions, and we are diving straight
1: in to the cannonball run um, but martin which which beer are we actually starting with well evening steve um, we've decided and this may be a bit of a shock to a few people we've decided to start straight away with the the newbie the neo-human cannonball uh, this is a new england dipper and it uh, comes in at 9.2%, so very, a very sensible start to any show, as, you, I as think you'll agree. Do, yeah. Diving um, straight
0: in at the deep end.
1: <laughs> but yeah, we, 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 we uh, thought about this, and we have discussed it, and it, I think we discussed it quite openly on Twitter recently. Um, let's go into this one. No preconceptions. Completely clean palette, Yep. standalone beer. See what it's like.
0: Yeah, and, and normally we would have maybe a beer or two as a bit of a warm-up before yep. we start recording, but we've come into this... Completely fresh. Yeah,
1: so, um, completely fresh.
0: Just been drinking water, so, yep. so we're gonna we're gonna give this uh, a completely honest view. And the first thing I'm gonna say is the aroma coming off of that. It's all over the is kitchen is, now. Is stunning. That it's is like tropical fruit juice. Yeah, that, which also looks like it. It does. It, it does. Yeah, but it's got a decent head on it. so yeah. uh, cheers. cheers. Let's
1: get stuck into this. It's got quite a sharpness about it.
0: It is. Sharp. So I'm getting I'm getting a huge amount of mango and passion yeah. fruit. there. they're they're the two flavors that are really dominant. Very much so. Very soft mouthfeel.
1: Yeah. Um You not, know what? I'm getting a nice hint of bitterness at the end of that as well. And my mouth is quite dry now. Yeah. Which I which I'm quite liking that aspect of it as well. Yeah. But the um, it hasn't. Although it's got that slightly fuller mouthfeel, it's not um, thick. It doesn't feel thick.
0: No, and it's not got that. Sugary sweetness
1: that can sometimes coat your mouth with yeah. this particular New England style as well. I mean, the, the, going back to the aroma, it's just fantastic. Now, unusually for us, we're, we, you know because we're doing one each of the can, of the five hundred milliliter <laughs> cans. Um, we're drinking this out of a pint glass.
0: We are drinking out of pint glass. Mainly because
1: none of the craft glasses can take these cans anyway.
0: Well, well yeah, because we did have, as, as you say, the great idea of... One each.
1: One can each of each of the beers. And I don't know whether that helps because... But there's so much aroma coming out of this glass. There is. I, I think, to be fair, though, the
0: second we cracked those cans, that, that aroma was there. Yeah. It was It was like a, a, an aroma bomb had been released.
1: But I'm loving the just that... that Real sharpness to it as well, which goes with it, with those kind of fruits that you described at the start. Just nice and sharp. Really clean as well. It is It
0: is really clean. Now, now, obviously, folk will know that we're not massive fans of the New England style. Yep. Uh, and again, that was part of our reasoning for doing this first, was to be uh, a, a little bit open with our views yep. and, and not being tainted. Not tainted. Well, yeah, maybe tainted by any of the... Or swayed by any of the other beers. But I, I've got to say... The full props to Magic Rock for what they've done here this year, um, because when they announced the the, the beers for this year, mm-hmm. I was I was a little surprised to see another one in there, but I wasn't completely surprised by it, if, if if you know what I mean, because I think let's be honest, New England at the moment is very much the on trend
1: style. Yeah, and I would say that I mean Magic Rock have dabbled in the style here and there but without actually bringing out something called the new england yeah like, you know correct me if i'm wrong but i think they've, they've definitely dabbled in this kind of more hazy type of beer compared to some of the other beers we we really like from them um and uh you know i've had a couple of them and some have been good some have been okay none have been awful um and i think i've also said before but i think what really works with this kind of style is the lower ABV end of the the scale like the small beers from Cloudwater, <laughs> not the nine point two. I think this this is probably going to be the strongest New England style beer I've had. Uh, yes, yeah, I'm here, possibly Actually, I can't think I like had a stronger yeah. New England style. I think more. I keep trying when I when I was reading it at home. I said, "Yeah, Northeast." I, I keep wanting to say Northeast with it. <laughs> Northeast, uh, yes. Yeah. Well, yes, it's from up north, but hey, it's not from Northeast. But I I think that you know so far aroma, flavor, balance. Um, not getting any of that nine point two percent.
0: No, no, that's the one thing. That's that's not there at all. Getting any burn? No, no, no it's, it's, it's really easy. I mean, and, and for all intents and purposes, and again, this is what I think is is it's very clever what they've they've, they've done here because they've they've taken the style that is on trend at the moment. Yep. And and they've put it into an already established series. Uh-huh. And what they've done is used exactly the same recipe as Human Cannonball. Uh-huh. They've changed. The yeast. Yep. They've they've added uh, a few wheats and i been to, changed to it as as well. And they've given you something alongside the the, the the standard beers that you expect. And I'm I'm I was really grateful for that because one one of the things that I was worried about was that they were gonna New England defy one of the other beers, oh, okay, for, for for this year, and you were going to, because the other what what the other beers that we're going to drink tonight are known for is that West Coast is style. West Coast, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And, and I was really worried that one of them was going to come out like this, but you know, hats off to them. I mean, the, for
1: the obvious bringing out a new beer, the obvious one to do that would have been the Human cannibal, wouldn't it, it? It would have been, yeah, because it that, sits in that in that range, as you've called it, that middle brother kind yes, of yeah. kind of a, a range. But um yeah, and to be honest. I mean, by doing that, at least for people like us who aren't necessarily leaping for this style, it definitely got us to order it.
0: Absolutely, and I've I've got to say, already, (laughs) already about halfway through my glass, which maybe isn't a great sign considering what we've got coming up. I'm actually regretting only ordering one of these for 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 the show because I this is a beer that I would quite happily drink again.
1: I'd say at the moment hats off uh, what I do remember and obviously we'll find out from especially with the human and unhuman cannonball in previous runs I can feel that booze yeah the west coast style I think it's harder for me anyway I think it's harder to hide as it goes up the ABV scale this one it's just it's perfectly balanced isn't it (laughs) it's it's so
0: well balanced so the the, the, on
1: on and it has been a apart from a few rain showers in our part, part of the world, it's been a very hot day. You were sitting outside in the sunshine in the afternoon. Someone just passed you this. It wouldn't take long to drink. It would get very dangerous. And I reckon you could easily have a yeah. second one, and then there might be a bit of a wobble already. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't doubt that <laughs> at all. At, at but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great opening. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm really glad we've done this. At I'm, I'm glad
0: we've done it first, actually. And, and kind of the flavour profile, I think, is going to lend itself to where we go from here. Yeah. Um, which which we'll come on to in in, in good time. Um, so it's been it's been a couple of weeks since we actually recorded last because the the last show we did the the hot stuff show we actually recorded that ten days before it came yeah. out. So we we must have been up
1: to loads in that time, mustn't we? Yeah, I was thinking about that on the on the <laughs> way over to to your place, Dave. Um, well, I, I spent a week in in the Netherlands um, a, a, during this period uh, with work for a course. Um, you know sometimes uh, if anyone who's been on any sort of residential course in a hotel you're sort of and you like beer you're wondering what will they have on offer Um, the beer we were allowed two beers two small beers during the meals in the evening um, and that was Bavaria so like standard Pilsner Um, it was fine you know it was paid for Um, but they did have some um, Joppen I think it's how you say Joppen beers from Harlem and they had a couple of nice ones in the the fridge inside the North Sea IPA And another one, which I'm not even going to pretend to try and pronounce. um, But it was one which they do a variant on every so often. And this one actually was, um, I was lucky enough to pick the one which had mosaic in it. So I did have quite a few of those, I have to admit, on the two middle nights. Um, And also, luckily, when I went out for a a cycle ride on one of the days, just hired a bike, went out to the beach one evening, and on the way back took a different turning, went through this village, Vohot, and... um, Stumbled across a blackboard outside which said um, 100 beers. Um, I can read beer. Challenge accepted. (laughs) (laughs) And I stopped. Um, And um, I I missed dinner back at the hotel. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Um, And just sat there outside in the sunshine with the bike. And they brought out some nuts. They brought out some cheese. Got talking to the owner. And they brought out a few different beers. Um, And, you know just had a wonderful three hours there. So if anyone's thinking about going to to Amsterdam and they're not too sure where to stay, this place has eight rooms as well. So let me know and I'll definitely give you the contact details because it was a lovely little spot 100 yards from the train the train line into Amsterdam as well. So I reckon it's about a 20 minute journey mm. to central. Um, so yeah, I you know, did that. And um one of the other things is I've I've made two visits to Beer Merchants Tap since we last recorded.
0: Yeah, because we... we one of them there, was with you. <laughs> we went there after the recording at Hot Stuff, didn't we? Because we needed to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we had... We, we essentially had a free evening and and we wanted to make the most of it. And, and I think we both knew that a visit to the Beer Merchants chat, Tap was well overdue. Yeah. And they, they had our card behind yeah. the bar. So we, we headed out there for, for, for a, a, well, what was going to be a couple of drinks and ended up being, I think, one drink... And um, we bumped into we bumped
1: into Johnny from Craft Beer Channel. Yeah, um, it's while guest of the show on, on, on occasion, and yeah. um, he treated us to a couple of tasters as well. Yeah, because there was a there was a Beaver Town tasting yeah. going
0: on, wasn't there? And he, he went in and kind of swiped us a couple of tasters from that. Yeah, what
1: was the name yes. of that? We had that three yes. percent sour, didn't we? Oh, it was. Oh no, it was one point nine percent. Was that the um, Was that the kvass? Yeah,
0: is, is that is that,
1: that, that on my yeah. head? Yeah, that was fantastic. I love that. One point yeah. nine. Really That's brilliant. Drinkable. I mean, yeah. yeah. We probably could do a 1.9 as part of tonight's range. <laughs> a complete contrast um, to what we're drinking here. And I have to say, so, you know, that, I mean, to that first visit we'd been out in the afternoon, um, but I thought the setup was really nice in there. Just that little, it's a lovely space. That little peek yeah. through to where they were doing the tasting. They've got the outside bit and a couple of street food vendors. And they've got slightly mezzanine level inside as well. So plenty of room as well. Bags of fridges and stuff. Everything nicely and clearly priced. Your take your your drink in price and your takeout price, mm-hmm. all nice and clear. Um, I made a return visit uh, a weekend ago when I took Michelle to go and see um, Black Panther, so I forced myself to go and watch it again. It's the things you do, mate. Things Honestly, I do for love, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, one of the few places we still had it on was View at Stratford. So short walk to Beer Merchants. I've got my tab.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, I
1: quite like it. What they do is. Um, they swipe the card fairly much as if it was a normal visa card and then um, they, they give you a receipt which just gives you the updated balance every time okay brilliant so you know exactly where you are all the time it's a really nice system and, and so far um, one of my favourite investments yeah it's nice and clear nice and clean and I've been able to pick it up and I've been able to use it and nothing's changed <laughs> either so I'm quite happy with it so far but, and um the second time I went and had Bloody L again, it was tasting even better a couple of weeks later, I thought. Really, I yeah. mean we we had that the night we
0: were there. Yeah. Um, and I mean I've I've got to say I've really enjoyed this year's Bloody L release. Um, which seems to be the unpopular position yeah, because it, it's
1: been... not had a lot of overwhelming love on no. untapped but or. Look, on... Mate, mate, maybe people have just made I don't know, if people just got too used to it. Maybe there's so many other beers orange infused I don't did know did you think
0: it's the likes of
1: the, the New England style
0: that are really really juicy and you get all those flavours off of it and then you get something like Bloody Hell which for me this year was almost a perfect example of this dank West Coast IPAE laden with citrus fruit
1: that wasn't juicy yeah do, and do you think people wanted the juice from that I, I think, think potentially I mean it's a bit like our early journey where both the West Coast side our bitterness levels and piney and dankness have probably gone. Our tolerance levels have probably changed. Yeah. If people have had the last year to eighteen months drinking more than New England, suddenly you go back to bloody hell And it's, it's, it's going to be it's yeah. going to be a contrast yeah. there. Um. I, I, a bit like you, I was enjoying it. I had to yeah. admit, I enjoyed it that night. But I did think it was even better the second time round. And then I hope they always bring it out. You because know, well, that, is, that is, it, is an yeah. annual release as well, isn't it? it that, that is an annual. You, and we'll, we'll come on to that. Yeah, as, as one I, of I'm tonight's. quite happy to have that on oh, there. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only other things I want to throw in is um, thanks to our, our friend Clayton who brought a couple of beers back for us to try off um, in the States yeah, yeah, yeah and um, he brought us back impeachment so that was a stone beer double IPA double IPA we, we infused with peaches uh, me and you spit that can and that lasts about 90 seconds I reckon yeah um, at that and then I've forgotten the name of the first one but it was uh, like a 5.7 just a west coast pale ale on point
0: just it, it was
1: that was incredibly drinkable yeah
0: that that and yeah i'm i'm really grateful for yeah him so those, thank you very much
1: for us as well clayton for for bringing that back yeah yeah
0: um well uh, other than going to um beer merchants after hot hot stuff um i, I do intend to go back again actually in a few weeks time because i'm going to see the foo fighters at the at the london stadium and um, I plan to go and make the most of my investment in, in beer merchants before the, the gig, rather than paying five, six quid for a pint of warm beer in a plastic cup. I, think that's, uh, I think that's a good plan. Yeah. I think it's a good plan. Um, other than that, I uh, I went to Coventry for, for a day trip,
1: which... Uh, you didn't go alone there, did you? No,
0: no. I went with, with Matt Chinnery, also known as the Half Pint Gent, and we were... Um, perfectly chaperoned around Coventry by by Carl and well, the bearded one.
1: It just started out, if I remember correctly, the planning between you and a Half Pint was, let's go to Twisted Barrel. That's what
0: we thought we were doing. Uh, we ended up doing something like a four-stop crawl, uh, crawl-ish uh, uh, around Coventry. So you did a brewery. We went to Byatt's Brewery to start off with, yeah. which was kind of on the outskirts of town on an industrial estate. Um... Within sight and walk of the Rico Arena. Okay. So apparently it's a very popular home for the rugby crowd that have, have found themselves at the Rico Arena to watch. I think it's a Wasps, isn't it, that, that, that play there?
1: Which is bizarre, but Wasps playing Coventry. Yeah,
0: the London side. <laughs> um, very traditional beers. Uh, it was a full cask offering that, that, that we had there and actually had a cask black IPA for... Um, which, for my tastes, was more hoppy stout than it was black IPA. Uh, so we had we had a couple in there, um, and then very very gratefully, we were uh, across these first two stops. We were actually driven around by Carl's um, soon to be other, other half. Oh, okay, because
1: um, she, she was on the Crimbo uh, course. Well, yes,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so she then drove us from there to Beer Gonzo, which is bottle shop and online store. Also has a tasting room out the back. Um, what do you think the tasting room? It was uh, tiny, um, not really what I expected. Uh, I, I think I expected something bigger. Yeah. Um, great selection of beers. Great, great selection. Absol- of beers, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I had, I got wind of the fact that they had on a beer that the guys on uh, Men Behaving Badly were talking about the uh, the Wonder Beyond. Um, mini, mini milkshake. milkshake. They, isn't they, that the
1: one that Michelle tried when is. we were in Manchester? Yeah. Because yeah. they, they were the guys who released their cans that same weekend yes. wasn't they, when we were in Manchester. Yeah. yeah. Because there's a so the milkshake got, IPA and there's a mini milkshake, isn't they,
0: it? They've got a milkshake IPA, which is about 5%. Then they've got the double milkshake, no, imperial milkshake IPA, which was the one they've released in a can, which is 10%. Yeah. And then they've got the mini milkshake, which is about 3%. So. And? I had a pint of that. Uh, first, it was really weird to get a pint-sized uh, Craftmaster one glass. So that's one of these. Oh, okay. People can't see the one yeah. I'm holding up, but you will know what a Craftmaster is. Um, they they did it in pint version of that, which was really weird. I felt like I had a really big hat, little hand <laughs> holding holding a big beer. It was stunning. I mean, I I smashed my way through it. It it was a it was a little bit sugary sweet towards the end but it was really really drinkable and, and at that percentage you could literally drink that all day long
1: oh cool I mean because um, it was Mark wasn't it he was raving about it or yeah. behaving badly yeah. and then he said that was his first five on on tap I know day.
0: I was like I, I maybe wouldn't have gone that far I, the, the, the Imperial milkshake one which we which I took to the last bottle share gave that five because that was a five that that was that sounds was like these
1: are, these guys are someone to watch. Then
0: I I think so. I, I think very much keep an eye on 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 Wonder Beyond, um, and then from beer Gonza we we then walked back into Coventry, um, went to a bar whose name I can't remember at this this stage. Uh, a couple of beers in there, and then we walked down to Twisted Barrel and, and had uh, a few good beers in in there. Most of which I've got to say thanks to Carl uh Carl was very generous with as as well in sorting us out with some beers while while we we're in there. Um the the only I, th- I think the only downside to the entire day for me was that I, I got to a point where I I wanted some bitterness in, in my beer and I literally couldn't find a beer that had a bitter finish everything was juicy and everything had a clean sugary finish so you needed an axe edge i I needed something in the end i had to drink the beer that i was trying to avoid drinking all day long uh it was twisted barrel beer called nemesis which was um for for people that know this was the beer that put carl in hospital um which is possibly why it's got its name of, (laughs) of nemesis which was essentially a west coast pal um, and I, they, it was on cask, and, and that was that was the beer that just kind of did it for me at, at that point. In that it was what I was looking for. Um, and I think we then had a few more beers on, possibly on the train on the way home as, <laughs> as, as well. But it was it was a great day. And again, many thanks to, to, to Carl for taking the time to to, to show us around the, the town and actually show us that again, the Midlands
1: is is this growing scene. It is a growing scene. I think mean, mean, probably it's just you know a bit like when we went to Birmingham. You just you do have to do a little bit of crisscrossing, and have people who know where they're going as well. And if you're not fam- if you're not familiar with the area, because when we did the Birmingham one, we had we went out quite a bit to to Burning Soul yeah. didn't we? And came back in again, and did a few little bits here and there. I mean, it's probably the same. Sounds like same similar sort of journey you did with Coventry. It, it wasn't like a straight line. Easily got to because I remember Beer Gonzo, when me and my brother went there from Twisted Barrel, we got a taxi.
0: Yeah, it's because they're completely opposite sides of the main yeah. town centre. The the interesting thing was that on route from from Beer Gonzo to the, the bar whose name I can't remember,
1: we actually passed three Weatherspoons. Well, there's Weatherspoons beside Beer Gonzo, aren't there? Yeah, effectively. Because me and my brother talked about if we go to Coventry again, I'll plant mum and dad in Weatherspoons. Yeah, we'll go next door for a couple of hours. Everyone will be happy.
0: Well, that's that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so it was, it was quite quite the trek actually. Um, the place that I can't remember, I've, I've just looked it up. A place called Draper's, um, which is just on the, 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 the right side of town for Twisted Barrel, it's, oh, it's okay. then about a 10 minute walk down to Twisted Barrel. Quite ten, an interesting the ten, venue. The 10 minute walk was probably needed anyway at that point. Uh, by that point, yeah. I think there may have been dirty chicken en route as, <laughs> as, as well. So just needed, apps, just, every yeah. time, yeah, yeah, always needed.
1: Yeah. Well, it sounds like we've had a couple of interesting uh. Little getting trips, out and finding new places. It is, as, as, sometimes, as well. sometimes it is just the new places. Yeah. I, I would, like I said, I would, would have been quite happy in that place in uh, near the hotel in Holland. I, by the way, I did have to cycle mm. back that evening as well. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, the Ducks now had a cycle paths Brilliant. Um, I would have been quite happy, almost having any beer. Yeah. Because of where the well, venue with, with hundred beers to choose from. Yeah, I could have almost any beer. Too, yeah. fair. Um I just, I did that typical thing. What, what would you like? I like really like an IPA right now, please. Okay, right. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's, here's your choices. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was. It's been a good couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've obviously been chugging our way through the uh, neo-human. Still loving it. I'm. I'm really enjoying no, it.
1: I've got too much more to add apart from the fact that I can't remember the last again strongest New England IPA and definitely the most in quantity I've had in one sitting. I imagine. So I would normally have. Third, half, two thirds, or spit a can. Yeah. So 500 millilitre can, I can't imagine I've done that.
0: I'm possibly writing down here that Magic Rock are still one of the only breweries putting out 500 mils. Everyone else is, is putting out 440 still. It tends aren't to be they? the 440s, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: And they, I've, I've, okay. Magic have you ever done the 440s? Dumping the head over there. No, I think it's think either they f- 330s 500s. or 500, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Because I think all the other special ones we've had, was was five hundreds?
0: Yeah. Oh, which reminds me, I tell you what I did have as as well, um, which I do want to mention because I I, I got a lot of grief for being sceptical about this one. I had the Buxton Axe X. Oh yeah. Which was the yeah you were you were sceptical the New England version of Axe Edge. Yeah. Buxton's first four forty mil can. Really enjoyed it. And actually, it's, it's no. I'm gonna. It's no Axe Edge. It, it really isn't, but uh, again, much the same uh, as this one. It didn't have the sugary sweetness. Um, it had a little bit of bitterness. It, it was it was perfectly. Comfortable. And
1: is that similar to this? Is it a similar build of the beer? In Inter- we,
0: I don't know. I've not looked into oh, okay. it en- en- enough because Bucks and put out. Not only did they put, did they put that out, they put a, out a double dry hopped version of Standard Axe Edge. As, as well recently so for all intents and purposes there's been three versions of axe edge on the market for for a while
1: well maybe there's a future so
0: maybe if they carry on doing the the, the, the double dry hot version but it's, it's also interesting to see that buxton are now putting more beers into cans as well so yeah buxton have now gone down that that canning route that so many other breweries have uh, have gone down
1: yeah I, I mean again i can see why I can see why. They are they are they do, it does make it easier to carry. Yeah. The cans are slowly creeping closer to Thornbridge, aren't they?
0: Ooh Let's <laughs> we'll sort of see how people react to, to, to that one. Um okay so we're gonna do uh two polls uh, again tonight. Uh and in what's gonna be a probably the new format for the show now, we're gonna do uh pole then some news in the middle, then another poll, rather than doing two polls back-to-back, because we feel as though some of the content gets lost if we just are constantly talking about polls. Opinions, 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 opinions. First, first question that, that we asked folks for this week's show was... With Magic Rock's Unhuman Cannibal out this week, always on trend, mate. <laughs> always on trend. Uh, we're asking if you still get excited by annual release beers. So we got 396 votes. 66% of people said yes, 34% of people said no. So that's that's quite uh, favourable towards, yeah. towards the yes. Um, interesting to note that I think because we mentioned Magic Rock and Unhuman Cannibal in the question... That but was what most people focused on.
1: It got mentioned quite a few times, didn't it? Yeah,
0: rather than focusing on some of those other releases that, that, that happen. But let's um let's let's dig into some of the com- com- comments and then then we'll we'll focus on our comments uh, uh, or our views on this. I think so. First up, we had Edward Shaw at Doctor Shaw sixty nine. Definitely and certainly more than the weekly batch of collaboration brews at the moment. So, Ooh. what what do you think on that one? I mean, that's that's quite a that's quite a statement to get us going, isn't it? It is.
1: Um, I think to me, I'm I think I'm falling a bit behind on various collaboration brews. If I'm being honest, I think they've stopped being it's stopped a, a thing, thing, haven't they? They, yeah. just,
0: they just kind of happen now. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's only when you get maybe brewers doing it who you're not necessarily expecting. Um, you know. So when Fuller's did it, the Fuller's and Friends did a like batch of six in one hit. Here's your box. Go and get it from Waitrose, um, Adnams, because again, it's a brewer. But I wasn't necessarily expecting to do that kind of thing yeah. so often. Um, but yeah, I think I've sort of lost track of it. I mean, I think there's just a lot less hype about them, to be honest.
0: I I think I'd agree. Actually, I think it's it's just becoming something that certainly the that the craft side of
1: the industry is known for, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's, is Yeah, its breweries um, collaborating with yeah, one another? Yeah, literally, they actually they generally seem to enjoy doing it. They generally seem to enjoy swapping ideas, getting together, mucking in and hopefully producing something that is the sum of the parts. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, but it's a, it's a point well made. But like I said, I, I think I've probably just fallen a bit behind on which ones are collaborations at the moment. Sometimes I don't know until I tap it in. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> and then it has two breweries beside it. Oh, okay. or, or you get the badge. Get, get the badge. The better together.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, next up, we've got Saison's in the Abyss, which is at A.D. Goodrich. Uh, yes, still excited, but glad, glad there's enough to go around and get to the shops these days. No more frantic online scrambles. Now, now that's one that certainly triggers some memories in me. I've got, I've got to say, uh, that that one does m- remind me of the year that I um, I, I excitedly got up at six o'clock on a Tuesday morning fired up a laptop and had two ipads on the go as well to be in with a chance of ordering one of the 110 bottles of unhuman cannonball that were going to be available at 7am <laughs> so did you get one i i got a few i mean that's that's got to be that i think that was year year three of it or it might be new two actually
1: well, 2015 was my first year.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, but that's, that's an interesting point because I think we first saw this last year, didn't we, that when, when that when the beers first went into the big cans, that there was a bit of a scramble on release morning. Yeah, because it, it crashed as
1: usual, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But, but definitely, then they were everywhere. Yeah, definitely heard a lot less about um, shortages yeah. and people being left disappointed. Um, and that can only be a good thing. I mean, an annual release doesn't have to be limited.
0: No, it it, it doesn't. But I think I think the annual releaseness of it is, is what makes it yeah. s- special. But
1: the more people then who want it, who can get hold of it, it's got to be a good thing. A-
0: absolutely. And, and we've seen it again this year, you know. I, I think literally every online supplier had the beers. I've seen pretty much a lot of the bottle shops that I follow on Twitter have got them yeah. as well. And um, actually, we should probably say at this point as well that um, the beers that we're drinking tonight were actually gifted to us by ours, by mouth. Yeah, and this, thank you this year. ever so
1: much because it meant we were able to guarantee we had them ready for the show as well. Yeah, um, and we
0: did want to, we, we did have a bit of an order because there were a few of us that wanted to go in and, and, and they did allow us to order the beers that we wanted, make sure we had the beers for the show and actually go and collect them. From, yeah. from there as well so massive thanks to ours by Mal for, for, for giving us these beers to, to, to feature on the show um, so next up uh, Hopzine at Hopzine to that this is Rob uh, Unhuman is the original UK craft beer release event it might not be my favourite beer but it's a good excuse to meet up with
1: mates you see that's the thing my first one was with you and Clayton at, at one of the craft beer craft beer, craft beer yeah. Craft yeah. and I actually I quite enjoyed it, been having to having to have it having it on tap, as the day it was released. Uh, now obviously it's changed a little bit with them having their tap room, but when I, even when I tried to find out where it was going to be released at that time, it was it was a little bit more vague on where it might be out. Um, which is a bit of a shame because I quite enjoyed that social side of it. I mean, obviously this is still social, but you know, Robert's point is for him. He's looking forward to this because he knows he's going to meet up with people either by design or by accident yeah. because they're going to go to the same place to drink this beer release. Yeah, and that's one thing that's it's, it's I've missed out on this year.
0: Well, we're still going to get that opportunity, aren't we? Because on um, yeah,
1: not till June though. Yeah, I mean, we're, June.
0: we're going to an event that's being held at the craft beer shop, which is again ours by yeah. Mal Shopfront. Yeah, um, being held on the Father's Day weekend. Where they're going to have all four of the cannonballs pouring.
1: Yeah, so we've told our children they're treating us to Father's Day. That they aren't
0: as as fathers as well. Do, have you got your ticket that gets you a free
1: pint? I did not know. There was one that. There did
0: that. There, there, there there are tickets that you get on event They're free, but you get a free pint as a. Oh, because I've got my ticket, so yeah,
1: we get yeah
0: you get a free one. I'm not sure we'll get a free pint of unhuman cannonball. <laughs> my. I, I, I will try and argue the toss that you so you
1: you were reading that in my face there, weren't you?
0: This, this ticket doesn't say I can't have a pint of unhumming animal. Followed immediately
1: by, don't you know who I am?
0: Yeah. Um, but no, that's that's interesting. And, and actually, I'm I'm going to bring in another comment here because this this, this kind of links to it. now now obviously I I know Rob went to um, the release at the Magic Tap Magic Rock Tap Room on the Friday that that, that it was out. Um, and Mark Johnson and I had a bit of a to and fro on Twitter over when is Cannonball Day now? Yeah,
1: so, th- and this goes back to what I was saying before, so Cannonball Day, I think, quite clearly before was release day, was, you could buy them online, but they were released in probably about four or five places only in the UK. This From be, four o'clock that day, From yeah. four o'clock yeah. that day, and this is before Magic Rock had a room, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yeah, yes, so it was all on the same day. So it was quite clear. Yeah. Whereas now... The beers are released about five days after they've been released at the the weekend yes. at the Magic Rock Tap. Because they're open Friday, Saturday, Sunday, aren't they? Yeah. And Friday was the tap day. Um, I don't know, actually. I mean, if I went to the tap on the Friday and had my run live, so to speak... I'd be calling it. You'd cannibal be claiming day.
0: that as Cannibal Day. Yeah. Well, well, this is this is what this is what Mark said. Because, like I say, we had a bit of to and fro over this. He, he said, "Nope, everybody in the world has access to the beers from Friday. Today they are available through other means, but absolutely anybody could have had them on Friday release day." Now I get what he's saying, but I also disagree with that because not anybody,
1: not everyone,
0: has the means no, or with ability Mark, to get to Huddersfield Mark, on Mark, release day. Mark
1: is. A wordsmith, and he's been brilliant there because he's accurately and literally correct. Anyone could have. Yeah. If you were prepared to go to one of those hat rooms, there was nothing preventing you from doing it. So, you know, he is right. Whether, you know, that's uh, something that would be logistically possible or feasible might be a better word. Who knows? But I probably have to say that, like I said, if I was there on You'd the opening day, me. I'd be calling it Cannibal Run Day. Bit like, a bit like you and I. When was the first Clayfest? That's true. That,
0: that was when there was just the four of us there. was yeah. Very, very, <laughs> very unique event back, back so then. So I,
1: um, I might have to give Mark that one. I've got...
0: Reluctantly, I'm going to have to as well. I think I, I'm just a bit irked that the rest of us have to wait another five days to get a hands on them. True. But why, I mean, why, why can't they release everything online at the same day?
1: You know, well, maybe there's a, a future, a future... Beer o'clock show opinions trip out.
0: Yeah, maybe. Oh, release day at happening. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, obviously we've finished the Neo Human Cannibal because we're opening a new can.
1: Yeah. Uh, final thoughts from you, Steve? Uh,
0: enjoyed it. Maybe got maybe started to struggle with it a little bit at the end as it began to warm in the glass.
1: I was going to say, but I think that's the only reason. Yeah. I think it was only because it was warming up.
0: Uh, I think if you were able to drink that, make given a choice, you wouldn't choose to drink. Almost a pint of that. No, you'd have you'd have a third of that. You would drink it, and by it would stay at the right temperature. Yeah, all the way through. Um, We've obviously done five hundred mil cans. They're, they're perfectly chilled, but it is it's it's a warm evening. Yeah. And obviously, things are going to warm up in the, in the glass fairly quickly. But
1: I I enjoyed it. I, I thought, I really I thought it. It was really nice. I said I'd agree with you. I think it was just that last little bit. But that was only where it started to warm up. That you start to get maybe. Slightly bit sweeter. Maybe it starts to feel a bit thicker.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can... I, I'm going to... I'll put it out there. That's probably going to get a four on, on Untapped for me. Um, probably the highest I've ever rated a, a, a New England yeah. style beer.
1: No, same here. But 9.2%, I still would say there's... That would... If you put that beside a Cloudwater small beer, which is only the 3%, as I referenced earlier... Quite hard to choose between them, where would struggle, struggle to know which one was which. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, so now we're um, we're diving into well the classic the cannonball um, run.
1: Apparently, we have a green can,
0: <laughs> which is <laughs> the only color that quality IPA is coming.
1: Uh, so cannonball India Payal. This is the first time I've ever seen them use the, the abbreviations on New England Dipper. Because normally they're, they're quite specific about saying India parallel, aren't they? Yeah, and no, I, I actually think... Well, we'll see when the, we'll yeah. see when the other people come the, out. I think uh, Rich from Measure Roll made a point of saying that it would always be India parallel, Yeah, maybe to not make it such a mouthful...
0: But again, that's New kind England of on double. trend with that style. Yeah, is, yeah. Is that that's, and we did this a few weeks back, yeah, didn't we? That's, what, that's a dipper. Yeah, that's, that's what, what people were expecting. Yeah, yeah.
1: From a dipper, what we've just had is what people expected according That's, to our point absolutely yeah definitely um, yeah so we've got some uh, what I can only assume is some rather very fresh Cannonball
0: yeah and, and I've got to say looking at that in the glass that is the clearest I've seen Cannonball in a long time
1: um, reminds me of the time we had it back in um, the outhouse. you remember yeah. when we both remarked about it saying I mean, how good it looked and how good
0: it was that that looks like the beer that made me fall in love with craft beers wait till you smell it cheers well, oh. well, that's pretty much hitting the spot, isn't it? That's.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think of the last time I was, I, I did have a cannonball actually.
0: I think I may have had one as a train beer after one of the recording sessions that we we did at Licorice. <laughs> oh, well, I picked one up for the way out. Yeah, because um, I needed a seven point four percent beer. Well, well it might,
1: but well, it maybe might be one of the small beer evenings. May have been, yeah. In which yes. case you were fine. That, I
0: mean, let's let's say though that that tastes great. It's, yes, it's that is what they've always set out for that to be that's that's a West Coast IPA yeah, right there yeah. it, it's crisp it's citrus throughout and then it's got this lovely dry bitterness
1: it's got that, that just sits right it's got that dry bitter kick at the end which makes me only want to do one thing which is glug again which is to, to absolutely smash
0: our way through yeah. that we'll, well let's let's smash our way through the rest of these these comments um, so, so next up Miles Lambert at Miles Lambert in all seriousness no I became bored of annual releases a few years back there seem to be hyped up releases every week which never seem to quite live up to their billing. And genuinely, the only annual release which ever did live up to my expectations was the release of Unhuman Cannibal. So, so again, very much commenting on the here and now.
1: And I suppose for me, and this probably, and I think this ties into a point uh, from, from, from Ruth, beer fair, that we can come to. I don't always spot annual releases. Because I even checked with you when I said about we were talking about Bloody Hell. I said that is an annual release, isn't it? Yeah. And it is an annual release, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah. With the, you know, with the the blood red oranges. But I'm never, I'm not actually sure how many other annual releases I take notice of.
0: I I don't think there are
1: Fuller's Vintage Ale as as is many. One that, I definitely yeah, look but careful. that
0: doesn't. And, and again, someone someone did mention that. Was it was it? uh It wasn't Ruth. It was. Um, so where's Paulie at? Can I get a pee? Um, who said it's an interesting to see a snapshot of the scene where where the scene is with every release. We release, I remember the first year UHC went hazy and people freaked. Then of course there's the long terms ones like Fuller's Vintage and J.W. Lee's Harvest. Oh yeah, of course. Which are which are annual releases, but they don't get they don't get that hype. No, it's I I I don't like to use the word hype in association. No, with but Human it, you know, but And he, that's that's because and we'll come on to it later. Unhuman Cannibal is a really special place in in life. definitely heart has in his, his, as his, as a beer release. But it's
1: part, it's part of your it's been a major part of your journey. It has been. Yeah. From Cannibal onwards it's been a major part of your journey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not really sure I actually spot annual releases. So, most of it, you know so you know, Ruth at Beer Fairy said, I'm always unsure on the difference between an annual release and a yearly seasonal. More traditional breweries have been bringing out the same summer, winter, Christmas beers for years. Rarely do you get any fanfare. Some beers are worth celebrating, but all too often there seems to be a big party to celebrate the opening of an envelope. I may be getting slightly cynical in my old age. Well, quite possibly. However, uh, I think, so there's, got a point, I think there's a good point in there. Yeah. Because, you know, lo- love them or loathe them, especially in the winter months, you do get the annual dark releases. A lot of them are cask, a lot of them yeah. are... Beers that most of us will probably think, mm, probably avoid those, but they happen every year. Um, and where's Paulie with his comment about uh, Fuller's Vintage and J.W. Lee's Harvest? People do seek them out when they come out a lot less fanfare though there,
0: there is and uh, i mean there, there were a couple of others commenting on here so charles Davy at chuck Davy um said about uh, the strawberry hells which is the camden variant which is the, the strawberry flavored one yeah or, obviously and then simon clark at simon carbon yes i'm probably in the minority waiting for the annual release of oscar blue's death by coconut well we're certainly not no, breath for, Michelle, for, for that one.
1: Michelle would uh, agree with Simon though. Now that she knows it's in now, whenever she gets around to listening to this, she'll know it's an annual release. Yeah, she'll be looking out for it. So thanks, Simon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I, I don't. I think I think it's right in what you say because again, another one that springs to mind is Shepherd Neame bring out their Christmas beer. That there's no fan. There's there's a little bit of fanfare around that in in the industry. A lot it's, it's the beers out. Yeah, but. I, th- I think maybe the difference is is that something like Unhuman Cannonball and also you could probably say Bloody L as, as well with yep. that, are annual releases because they're released at the time when the ingredients are at their absolute best. Yes. So, so what Beaver Town and Magic Rock are trying to do is to put those beers out when their ingredients are at the best that you can possibly taste them in a beer. Yeah, because this
1: is the latest that the Cannonball Run has come out. This is a very late release for Cannonball, yeah. You year. know, the, this was in my head. It's always been April. Uh, yeah, early, early, early late April. Yeah. So it's you know, you know, this is they, they've obviously either it was either quantity or they weren't they weren't happy with the harvest. Whatever it was, this is five to six weeks later than it's been yeah. in the past. Sometimes, um, so yeah, and that's the same with the uh, the blood red oranges, I presume as well, but are used by uh, beaver town for the bloody hell
0: and and assuming obviously what with the advent of supermarkets being able to sell ingredients all year round you can get hold of blood red oranges all year yeah but assuming the ones that they want to use are ones that have been freshly grown for a particular harvest
1: yeah so there is a bit of difference but yeah like i said i think sometimes an annual release can bypass um a lot of people and that sort of brings me on to a comment but um Friend of mine, friend of ours, uh, listen to the show, uh, Carl Gunner at KL Gunner. Wouldn't say excited, but look forward to certain annual beers, especially from Adams, both barrels and advanced through collaboration. Um, where Carl lives is Adams country. He's mm-hmm. got an Adams shop and he's in uh, Suffolk. Um, but it's the next sentence, which I have to me is very good. Um, unless you are in the beer world, most people are unaware of these releases. That's that's true. I mean, it's bang on point. To be fair.
0: Yeah, and and obviously what he said there as well. Yeah, there wasn't the fanfare around this year's release of both barrels. No. Even though it's a beer that you and I both went to many times last year and loved.
1: Yeah, but we did. Well, we have ordered again this year. Yeah. We did order again this year. But yeah, there was a lot less fanfare. But I think it's a very good point. Unless you're in the beer world, most people are unaware of these releases.
0: No, I, I, I completely agree with that. And I've got to say, it's, it's quite interesting that why people have been making these, obviously quite a lot of comments to us about other annual releases that are available. Um, I am surprised that nobody
1: threw it as pumpkin beers. I'm so pleased. Because <laughs> there's no show yet. You- for us in that
0: one there isn't is there I there's mean, no show we're, we're, we're never going to do a pumpkin beer no. show that's, that, that's, that's not let's that's just be clear and you heard it here <laughs> you heard it here first um, let's just pick up a few more of these comments just while we're finishing our standard cannonball then um, so we've got PK at the great cubby-o. Um I agree with Miles I voted yes but it's essentially on the basis of unhuman cannonball can't think of any other that excites me and that I can realistically get hold of i.e. canteon. Now, now, that's, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, obviously, there are a number of limited releases from Cantillon. and, ca- and that-
1: Cantillon do do a yearly releases as well. There's one which I tried to get hold of recently called um, NAF or NAF. It's a rhubarb infused beer. Um, and that couldn't get hold of that. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple of other ones that they do which are only yearly or when they had their quintessence, so to speak, which is only every two years. So, yeah, and we know what like beer merchants and places that have been trying to limit the amount of trading that goes on. So yeah, but again, it's in a very small world that these releases are known about, isn't it?
0: It it is, and I was listening to uh, a a podcast that I've become very fond of recently, Three Boys, Three Beers. One of them went to the Quintessence release and uh, was talking about um, how easy the beers are to get hold of out there and how you can just go to the brewery and buy them and, it, and interesting was also talking about they ended up in some sort of nightclub where they had bottles of Cantillon in a vending machine as, as well that <laughs> you, you could buy and they, yeah. were lit- they were literally buying bottles of Cantillon from a vending machine and drinking them from the bottle on dance floor.
1: God, I'm so glad I haven't been to that place.
0: <laughs> but it, it's, it, it's interesting but again that's another one going back to, to Carl's comment in, in the beer, you'd know about that in the beer world. Out, you go outside of that, and you probably wouldn't even know that that exists.
1: Yeah, well, um, sticking with Cantillon, I uh, who I work for ING, or Dutch bank, but very much Benelux, so Belgium and Luxembourg as well. And um, one of my colleagues was on their way back to Belgium for the weekend, and uh, I've always said to them, I said, "If you're going back, let me know. Pick up a couple of beers." And uh, I say, "I said if you well, if you're going past Cantillon." So I said where it was and it turns out to be 10 minutes from their house but they never knew it existed no they never knew that's where the brewery was because no. it's such a nondescript building in a fairly nondescript part of Belgium yeah close to where you come in on the Eurostar so you know whereas I think it's a bit of a mecca <laughs> yeah well of course yeah so, so while we're talking about
0: that kind of beer, living in the beer world or, or, or not I mean there's A couple of comments here, again, that that I think sum it up quite nicely. So the chaps at Brew Stories say, uh, let's not forget, for a lot of people, the annual release will be their first. That was
1: really good. As as well. Because in 2015, I said, oh, this is my first canon, my first canon, uh, Unhuman or Human Cannibal. You went, what?
0: Because it had been out two years previous to that, yeah. So yeah,
1: Yeah. it is. It's... um just because what well, this is now my fourth this will be your sixth or whatever yeah yeah someone's going to be coming at this first so you know if carl was coming over to mine in a couple of weeks time and i had some of these left small if there, yeah sure but, it was, but yeah um then, it, then this would be his first yeah and he probably wouldn't know about it if it wasn't for us doing this and me doing this and him following it on twitter so yeah And and talking to people for who it's going to be their first as well,
0: uh, Men Behaving Badly at MBB Podcast. As it really is our first cycle through the annual releases, it definitely is exciting. That might wear off eventually, but for now it's great, which I think is is a great way to look at it. I think we'd probably ask them if they still have that view after they do their version of the show that we're doing tonight. Yeah,
1: I think there's quite a few people looking forward to them doing their show.
0: There is, and it's it's obviously, I just do want to say at this point that, that there are a few, and, and it's not happened by mistake, it's kind of happened by design a little bit, that there are a few podcasts doing the Cannonball run over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so um, we're obviously doing this. Yeah. Men Behaving Badly are doing it as well. And they've taken up the challenge of doing a can each each <laughs> as as well. And um Miles and his crew from the Northeast sipping forecast are also doing the, the, the cannonball run as well. So um don't just take what might be our slightly biased views towards the, the these beers as we go through them and what we're tasting in them. Make sure you listen to, to the other podcasters do them as well because I'm I'm not sure how we're gonna finish up this evening. Um, I think we might be a little bit slurry. Um, it will definitely be interesting to see where men behaving badly finish. Yeah,
1: <laughs> on it, on, it, on their run. If you if anyone's listened to the uh, the ten point five from the Christmas episode,
0: I think that's a good a good <laughs> idea of, of where they're going to finish. Um, so just to finish this one off, then um, I, I just I think this is quite a, a good one. So this is John Stanley at JW Stanley uh, one double o seven. Yes, many of the annual release beers showcase extremes of brewing, hops, ABV, etc., which mean which while meaning the beer is amazing, it's not necessarily something you want to drink week in week out. An annual release means we can all enjoy
1: it and then wait patiently for the next release. Very considered comment. I wouldn't. Want, I wouldn't necessarily want to have access. Uh, I wouldn't have a new human cannonball in my fridge all the time.
0: I wouldn't want to. I, I don't want to be reaching for an eleven percent triple IPA. Nor do
1: I reach for a vintage ale every other week or no, something like that.
0: It's it's something that you do look forward to yeah. at that that moment. And I, I'm I'm going to jump. This seems like the appropriate point for me to jump in with with my views on this because as as I've hinted to a, a couple of times, for, for me. Unhuman Cannonball is a very, very special event because it, it, it coincides with the first one happened six months after Mark and I started doing the Beer O'Clock Show. So I was probably only a year in to, to, to my beer journey. We managed to get hold of some of that first bottle of Unhuman Cannonball and drinking it was like nothing I'd ever experienced. I can it, imagine, bit, especially
1: before. that... that- soon into your journey yeah. as well and
0: that first that first year it was 12% as, as well because you know we're splitting airs over 1% but it was, it, it, was a, it was a slightly bigger release as well and shortly after that I then also got to to visit Magic Rock as well and I discovered Cannonball and I I, I started to fall in love with pretty much everything that was coming out of Magic Rock I became you, you know a massive fanboy but for me there's always been something special about that unhuman cannonball release because you can only get it once a year and and i'm not one of these people and i I do it on purpose as well i won't buy six cans of it because i don't want to be drinking it over and over again i want to maybe drink it once twice maybe three times at a push but then i want to wait to next year and i want to i want to sample that
1: excitement again i like to christmas Christmas is fabulous. If Christmas was once every month, it shit. Yeah. You'd get bored of it, wouldn't well, you? Well, also, there'd be too much pressure. There was a little bit of pressure about getting these kind of annual releases, because even with the bigger capacity, you still want to make sure you get it. And you want to have it quite close to the time it's released. Whereas, you know, if it was all the time, it just it's just a beer. I mean, yeah. and, and just for context for the listeners, we're recording at Steve's place, and where I am sitting, I can see a an old bottle that, on that, the window ledge that was the last
0: time it was bottled so that was two years ago
1: the unhuman yeah. cannibal sits there prior of place yeah. on the window ledge so it has definitely got a big place in Steve's heart
0: it is and I've still got and, and people might have seen the picture that I put up on Instagram on if, if we're assuming the Friday was cannibal day um, which apparently we are um, we've,
1: we've both agreed.
0: I, I put up a picture of... Because I've still got all the bottles of um, the, the Unhuman Cannibals. I've also got the two bottles of when Bourbon Barrel Bearded Lady was put into bottles. And I've got the bottle of Strongman as uh, as well. Which uh, And if people don't know what Strongman is, just wait. Because by all accounts it's coming out later on this year. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and it is if it's still the same as it was the first time they released it... It was essentially the same ingredients as unhuman cannonball, with the hop style down a little bit, but then put into barrels to it, age. It was,
1: was it basically like a barley wine style? It is it? barley wine. Yeah, it's it's a barley wine.
0: Yeah, um, I, I'm
1: fairly confident I have not had that.
0: It it was amazing from what I can remember, a long time back. But you, you, you know, so so yeah, for me. Annual releases are something special, and and yeah, there aren't a lot of them, but there are probably there are probably the three that that I look for every year, which is Unhuman Cannibal, Bloody Ale because I I, I do like it, and and then the Fuller's Vintage. I, I do like to get quite. Probably excited about the same, about the same for me, vintage. to be
1: honest. Uh, the Bloody Ale, I always want to taste on tap rather than have the cans of it. I
0: think maybe it shines. I think a, really a little shines on more. the tap from from the tap.
1: Yeah. Whereas, because you know. Magic Rock now I do have their tap room I've sort of come I've come to accept that I might not be able to have it necessarily on tap straight away so I don't necessarily think about it as much um, you finished your cannonball Steve you, that's because you, you finished was, your beer in a green can haven't you it was exceptionally drinkable despite the fact that you probably did more talking in the last little segment than I did you still finished the beer before me I'm just going to
0: say that and and this there will be a comment later on in the show that will maybe echo what I'm going to say here but that is the best I've tasted Cannibal in a long time. taking tasting absolutely fabulous. That that is that is the beer that that I remember ordering a pint of in, in 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 the North Bar in Leeds and sitting there and drinking it and just saying to myself in my head this is why I love beer. This is this is what everything about beer is about for me this is just perfect
1: and do you know what this what this beer still amazes me with is it's abv i mean it still comes in at over seven percent Yep. never once has it ever tasted close to that seven percent for me
0: no it's it's just incredibly drinkable i i, I will say though as, as we're both sitting here lovingly caressing the cans yeah sorry i i actually am <laughs> while steve's saying that <laughs> It looks a little bit out of place, though, doesn't it, when when the big cans come out at this time of year?
1: But I'm still happy that. I have to admit, I do wonder why they haven't, if they were going to do three 500ml cans of their beers, why, as a special release, they don't do a cannibal? Once a year, a special 500ml cannibal. With with a similar sort of design to what they're deploying on the other cans. I think that'd be brilliant. Because they still do the same green, because none of them have got the green.
0: Uh, human cannibals.
1: Not as much though, is it?
0: No, it's, it's all green. Was oh, it? Yeah, it's green and black. Oh, you will okay. we'll see. You'll see. It I'll there. see it in a minute, won't I? Yeah. But, but and then they all use characters from that can. Yeah, but as, as
1: well on their labelling. The, for me, just that once a year, that would really add to that release. It, it a five hundred millilitre can of cannibal.
0: Yeah, and I know they've spoken about. I I I, I saw them talking about that they were gonna. Start to rebrand some of their core range to look more like because they've recently put Phantasma into their core range, yeah, which has got that slightly newer style of Magic Rock branding, yeah. And I know they've said they're going to start slowly bringing the other brands in line with that. Um, that might lend itself to the bigger can, then yeah. But I don't know, do, do you want 500 mils of Cannonball every time? No, not every time. Well, I mean, I, when it tastes that good, I want it every time,
1: but as part of this release
0: so once, once a year give, give me what you could now you could now sell me a four pack of 500 meals and brand it all the cannibal run yep and I, I would get, take my money look at the symmetry on the picture
1: <laughs> yeah. imagine for a moment that yeah. symmetry on the picture yeah because it,
0: you look at all the pictures that are on Twitter at the moment and, and you got the little people cannon people
1: don't know where to put that <laughs> yeah. can to make it look right well, you can't because you've got you've got free cans now yeah. go beside it. Whereas before, at least if you had two, you could put the cannonball in the middle. Yeah, because that would work. Because it's the point.
0: Y- yeah, a- absolutely. Um, so what... Uh, I mean, you're just finishing yours. Obviously,
1: I, I, I finished mine a few seconds ago. Final thoughts on the cannonball? Tasting, blinding. Like I, say, I think the last time I tasted this good was when it was um, on offering cake at the uh, at Ale House where we held the Essex bottle share. If you, if we weren't doing a cannonball run and you said, I've got nothing else apart from cannonball in the fridge, you wouldn't exactly catch me crying.
0: No, I I don't don't think you'd you'd be upset with that, would you? Um, Like so, I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed that tonight, and it did, I mean, that was
1: blind. It was almost like, um, it almost just washed straight through.
0: It did did evaporate from my glass. Now, um, taking a step back up again, we're going up to uh, Cannonball's big brother which is human cannonball, double IPA.
1: All right, so it's got the green and black, but you could just have the pure green and silver.
0: Y- you could, but you get the silver on the next one.
1: Yeah, but that's the idea, so you get a progression. Yeah. So you've got green and silver in the cannonball, then you get green and black, and then get silver and black. Yeah. So that was sound ideal to me. Yeah. So on the paw,
0: that's that's looking fairly... I mean you can see through it.
1: Yeah, I would say it's a little bit more opaque perhaps. Yeah, Definitely you know? than the
0: cannibal. Much much more orange in colour. Yeah. As as, as well.
1: Cheers. Cheers. So we're we're back to pint glasses. Yeah. Well, for for the rest of the evening, no yeah, that's true. Oh, dank on the nose. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, you get that sticky bit in this straight away.
1: Yeah, it has definitely got a slightly stickier quality to it. Um no no coin though, but yeah
0: i can see initially in that first sip i can see hints of the comparison to the neo-human yeah there's some of the same flavorings yeah maybe the bitterness dials it down a little bit in in that but there are there is that kind of tropical
1: notes going on in the background oh there's definitely tropical notes in the background my initial thoughts are because i think i've probably been a bigger fan of human cannibal than you have I've th- yeah.
0: This is where this thing comes in, where I've always referred to it as the uncomfortable yeah. middle child.
1: Because I think you've always been such a big fan of Cannibal, and have had such a love for the unhuman Cannibal release. But yeah. you never knew where to pitch the human Cannibal. I think I always had a bit more of a feel for it. And um, right now, I think that's tasting fantastic, just on that initial sup. I mean,
0: yeah, I, I completely agree. That's this is probably the first time that. Human Cannonball was, has made me go, hang on a minute, and see what all the fuss is about. Yeah. Because
1: that was incredible. So we've gone from a just an India Pale Ale at 7% plus to a double IPA at 9% plus. Their pitching is a lot different to other breweries, isn't it? Yeah. So they're, effectively their go-to India Pale Ale is already plus 7%.
0: Well, yeah, and if, yeah. I get,
1: if I go back to my early drinking days and someone says oh what are you drinking last night oh, I'm drinking Stella they
0: go "Yep, yeah,
1: sharp intake of breath oh, over there, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's over 5% Martin what, what are you thinking of and, I, and now I'm drinking uh, Cannonball which is the lowest strength beer I'm having tonight at
0: 7% but it's it's interesting that Cannonball at 7.4 is, is an India Powered Ale and Halcyon at seven point four percent, is an imperial
1: yeah. India power. That's what I was going to say. It's a massive difference so between how
0: people pitch. We're, we're, yeah, and and it's like, and again, if you, if you take what Thornbridge did with Jaipur when that like, they put out Jaipur Ten, yeah. it was essentially double Jaipur. This isn't double Cannibal, no, because I'm. If you were gonna, if you're gonna have double Cannibal, you you're at fifteen percent.
1: Yeah, this is just another couple of percent.
0: Yeah. But for for all intents and purposes,
1: well, it's like one point eight percent.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's um. So this is, I mean, this is from Magic Rock's uh, blog that they put out every year um, when they release these three beers. So uh, this is Cannonball's Big Brother. We used more malt, more hops, and more magical conjuring to cramp up the flay, crank up the flavor. Crank up the flavor of our explosive IPA, Cannonball. Get your taste buds ready for massive pine and candied orange aromas combined with bittersweet grapefruit and mango. Flavour is all complemented by a deeply composed, satisfying malty base. Ever wonder what it feels like to be shot out of a cannon? Here's what it tastes like. So I I can't disagree with that. That the maltiness is is, is there. It's definitely malty. It adds that kind of biscuit earthy. Do you think there's a more
1: thing? malty backbone to this one than Cannibal? Uh, I, would say, I would say there is. Yeah,
0: Cannibal was crisp and clean, yeah. and that was all about the hops. This is bringing more into it, and
1: it's it's bringing more. Yeah, of those they haven't just it. dialed up the hops. Yeah, and the ABV, have they? They've dialed, they've added a bit of everything here. Yeah, just to keep that balance going as we go as we go through it. Absolutely, it's a good start to it. It is a good start to it. So while we work our way through that, let's get
0: into some news. Ooh, do we have news? There is many many points of news this week. So starting off the news this week, um, let's talk about peak ender. Oh, what's happening there? We are appearing. Yay! Live podcasting experience at Peak Ender. Um, we also have a warm-up act. Uh, Adrian Tim Jones <laughs> is, is on before us. Um, so I'm I'm loving that, that he's our warm-up act.
1: But he's not signing any autographs while we're on. Uh, let's hope
0: not. Let's hope he waits until after. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to be on, I think we're on about 1 o'clock yeah. on Saturday. Um, you're going to have to uh, get onto a ticket link for this... Uh, event as well. So I presume that's just for numbers. It's just to manage the numbers, so there's no additional cost to it. If you've already got a ticket to Peak Ender, uh, you'll be able to get a ticket to come and see us do a live podcast. It, it, it's as simple as that. Um, we're going to try and make it as interactive as we possibly can, yep. um, because that's that's what we do. We'll do some stuff on Twitter beforehand, we'll do some reading out, we'll do questions from the audience. We're going to be joined on stage by a couple of people from Thornbridge cool. as, as well, to help us through... Our chosen subject matter, which is as, as well, which is um, why Jaipur is the most important beer in the U.K. right now?: Oh, what a terrible question for me <laughs> to have to ask. <laughs> but when I have a Jaipur in my hand while I ask that, I think we may have jaipurs in a hand. We just felt as though that, that's kind of the obvious discussion really, to, yeah. to, to have, because Jaipur does have a very
1: um, special history. In, in the UK craft beer. Yeah, definitely. I mean, scene. you know, and again, we will go into it more near at a time anyway, but, and it definitely, a bit like your cannonball, dry pour is definitely spe- very special for me. Uh, I think it is for a lot of people
0: as as, as well. So, um, hopefully, if all of the technical gods work in our favour, we'll be recording that as well. So if you can't make it to Peak Ender, you'll be able to, to hear it because we'll oh yeah, it out.
1: The channel is definitely to record it, but I'm just, I mean, have to be, I'm really looking forward to doing the podcast, hopefully seeing some old faces, meeting some new faces, and then just enjoying the the peak end of the festivals. It sounds fantastic.
0: Absolutely. And and loads, we're really grateful to Thornbridge as well for inviting us to to come and do a a live podcast. And there
1: are, have a look at the website because there's plenty of breweries joining them there. Absolutely. It's well
0: worth a visit. Not, not to mention, maybe slightly chitting in one, <laughs> uh, but doing, doing a live podcast in front of a, a in front of, of live of, people, uh, yeah, a temporal people. people. Um, so the next one is uh, this is an event again. If you're in the West Midlands, and this is something that happened across purely by accident when I was at Twisted Barrel um, a couple of weeks back. So this is, and, and this very much fits in to craft beer at the moment. So bear with me on this one. This is the Whiskered West Midlands Beard Club and the Debonair Moustache Club present Mind the Beard, which is an event for charity. Um, So this is all in aid of Mind. It's taking place at Twisted Barrel Brewery on the 23rd of June from midday until seven o'clock. There's going to be a beard and moustache competition, uh, loads of different character categories. There's going to be live music, all the beers, raffle, all that sort of thing. If if you're interested in, in getting involved in that uh, and going along and seeing what's going on, you don't have to have a beard to, to go to the event, let's, let's just say that. Okay, so you can be beard neutral. You can be beard neutral, but it's great that Twisted Barrel are supporting...
1: Um, well, anything to do it, with the, uh, the the charity, but they're, they're talking about their mine yes. is, is well worth supporting. A-
0: absolutely. So we'll we'll put a link because it's uh, th- there's no uh, website; it's a Facebook page. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes. I'm just glad if you if didn't interested. have to read that out at the end of the show. I, I know it's it it's, it's really begins to feel like it's getting a bit difficult, <laughs> just as we're starting the human cannonball. Um, as we go into what may be uh, the most discussed point in in this week's news dependent on what happens between us recording this this evening... And being released. ...and this show going out in 48 hours' time. So it's a bit like I haven't got news for you, really. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. Now, we did play around with the idea of, of recording two segments of this <laughs> and then editing in whichever one is most relevant, but we'll just go with it as is. So a, a couple of weeks back, so um, this was on the 15th of May, Beaver Town announced... Um, they put a blog out called The Road to Beaverweld, which was essentially talking about uh, their growth from where they started in Duke's and Kew uh, to where they are now at Tottenham, and then talking about where they wanna go next. And they spoke about um, a vision for Beaverweld being a large-scale production facility and visitor experience designed and built by us for you, the drinker, aiming to be one of the world's best beer brewing experiences within the city of London. Um, time scale is a little fluid. Initial projections give us a moving date of summer twenty nineteen. And as part of the transition, they're moving their contract arrangements from Red Church and moving them to Brauge de Brand Brab, Brabander in Belgium. So so basically they're taking their contract going mm-hmm. to Belgium. We're gonna brew uh, Gamma Rain neck oil for them to the exact specifications that they brewed at Red Church at the moment using the exact ingredients, So that was um that was the announcement that. Yeah. Put out. So
1: that, that was the, uh, the f- light to the hues.
0: Yes, which for all intents and purposes, quite a few people instantly made the connection and said, is it going to be a bit like what Stone have done in Berlin? I.e. I- you're going to take over this massive facility, you're going to make it a must-go-to place where you can see the brewery and all that. And and I think Beaver Town responded and said, yes, that that's kind of the vision is, is, is what Stone has got. Which makes sense because Stone has got. when they first said that, it's exactly what I had in yeah. my head. Now, within 24 hours, Boke and Bailey put out a blog. I can't remember the title of the blog right now, um, but we again, we'll link to it in the show notes, that, that basically said, here are some of the signs you should look for when a brewery is about to sell out. And they essentially referenced Beaver Town in, in that yeah. saying, and it was things like, your beers go into supermarkets, you start playing down rumors, you're looking for major upscans. Now, it's, it's fair to say they got torn apart by certain elements of the beer community online yeah. for, for, for that post, who were like, No, you've got it wrong. Duh, 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 duh. And in their defense, they were like, It's our
1: opinion. We've used Beaver Town as the example, but you could apply that to anyone. Yeah, I mean, they they never said it was happening. Yeah, just to be clear to them, and to be fair to them, they never said it was actually happening. No, it was just them doing a bit of bit of crystal ball gazing. Yeah, maybe well, they were saying, you know, in the past, so and so has done A, B, and C, and it happened to equal D, and vice versa, and they used Beaver Town as a good example. I mean, and it was on point at the time. It was.
0: And then about a week ago, rumours started to... Surf, well, so it wasn't even a week ago. It was just before the bank holiday weekend, wasn't it? So it was like late Thursday, Yeah, Friday. from when we are
1: recording, it's in the last five days.
0: Yeah. Um, a article appeared that apparently Heineken were interested in buying 49% of Beavertail.
1: Yeah, so basically having a similar sort of deal they've like got with Brixton. Yeah. Is what the rumor started coming out, and that rumor's been quoted. What in I think Morning Advertiser, The Times, The Guardian. Yep. Nothing from Beavertown. No, to be fair. So there's been nothing from Beavertown to say one way or the other. And I think there was also a uh, mergers and acquisitions paper or publication that quoted it as well.
0: But again, if you go back to that Boken Bailey post, that's what they said would happen the yes. rumours would come out and the brewery would remain silent
1: yeah and, and um, you know they would have no choice either yeah if
0: there, if there is a if there is yeah if yeah. there's a
1: merger and acquisition come, going through you cannot start putting stuff in the public domain yeah that can't happen you know everything has to be completely by the book um, you know Beaver Town may, may not have shareholders but Heineken certainly do so you can't be having things just going out into the open there because then it's got disclosure, public-private information. It's, it's a whole minefield. You can't be mucking around with that kind of rubbish. So, so where we stand right now, as we record,
0: a lot of people have tried to play down these rumours mm-hmm. to say they're just rumours, you should ignore them until an announcement's actually made. Um, what's, our, what, what's your gut feel on, on, on this?
1: Do you think... Do you think this is a done deal? Do do, do you think... Uh, I don't know if it's a done deal, but I've always thought that they were the next big one. (laughs) I I knew you was going to start rubbing this in.
0: Okay, let's go back 18 months or so to a show that we did where we were talking about who's next, wasn't it? Essentially, who's going to be the next brewery that are going to set out?
1: And and I think... And I said at the time about Beaver Town... But they were going to get. I think I actually said at the time that they hadn't gone into supermarkets at that point, and they yeah. would, they have. And I just was convinced that they are the perfect buyout model. It may not happen, but for me, there is no one better to buy out if you're talking about wanting something attached to London as well. True, like I, I, I can't disagree with you. I mean. And I, like I said, I said that 18 months ago and I said a bit about the, the cat, about supermarkets. Yeah. They've gone into the supermarket. It, there's been so much stuff coming out that I think Beaver Town would have to have something really secret up their sleeves to turn around and say, no, it's not that. No, we've just been trolling you all. Yeah. In which case, fair play to them.
0: Okay, so let, let's let's say, because as these things always happen, the day after we recall... Shit happens. Yeah, if it happens so, so in when, the next 12 when, when hours, I'll off. <laughs> when this happens tomorrow and it's announced that Heineken are buying 49% of BeaverTown, is that going to change your view on BeaverTown in no. any way? Didn't change my opinion on Argonatus. Did it change Did. your
1: opinion on Camden? Nope, didn't change my opinion in the meantime.
0: And I'm just going to say, I've, I've mentioned Camden. Recently, for the first time in a long time, I had Camden hell, Hells from a can and it tasted better than I can ever remember Camden Hell's tasting
1: well do you know what I think off the back of this whole chat about Beaver Town a, a few people were talking about that because there was a few comments going back and forth about beers and breweries and the takeovers and what happened and not I've got for me I think I said it before as well Camden Hell's and Camden Ale turning up pubs in the city it's godsend for me it's not a bad thing is it no 4% pale ale which I actually like which I don't then have to resort to something else happy with that is it I mean let's let, let's make a comparison
0: is it any worse than what Brewdog have done in terms of having Punk IPA and Green drinking pubs Punk IPA and spoons? they've essentially sold
1: out without actually selling it oh yeah I think you know I think uh, again I think a few people made the same point they've done it in a a completely different way Brewdog are probably one of the. No, they are the most mainstream craft brew in the UK. They still have their punk, they still have the term craft. But a lot of people I know know about Brewdog without knowing about craft, the beer yeah. bubble, the world we socialise in, the, the world where we podcast to. Um So, no, it's probably not much different at all. Um, I, would, I have no problem at all. I actually have more of a problem with brewing their beer elsewhere.
0: Beaver Town, we in there, but yeah.
1: elsewhere. But that's that's only
0: a short term thing, isn't it? Until yeah, but they've,
1: they've been doing it at Red Church. I, I would rather if they if they if they're, they're going to be and
0: this is this is the Red Church facility that's for all intents and purposes in Harlow, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so that's definitely not London. Yeah. Um, no matter how much don't oh, yeah. Well, the <laughs> pa- fact that Harlowians like, want it to be London, yeah, it's, it's, and, it's the fact, and the fact
1: that you have a London stands there, which is a stone's throw <laughs> away from Harlow, yeah. it's not London. Yeah. Um, no, I I, 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 if they can find a way where they can get all their brewing back into London, and create a stone kind of cathedral to beer, I'm all over it. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, I, I've got to say, I've in in the past, probably in the past two years now, I, I've moved from a point where I'm like, you know what, I, I, I don't actually care. Who owns a brewery as as long as the beer still tastes good. Yeah. And and that's that's all that that, that, that matters
1: to yeah. me. The the only thing I would say is if it got to that point where we started to then limit the opportunities for other people's coming to come into the market.
0: Yeah. And and I'm guessing you know, based on the theme of tonight's show, somebody's about to throw at me, Oh well, okay, well what if what, what if Heineken bought Magic Rock? You know what? Good for Rich. Because he's he spent Probably half his life building this brewery yeah. and, and and this brand to be what it is, and if as long as as long as once a year I see unhuman cannibal, and as long as cannibal continues to taste as good as it's tasted tonight,
1: I'm not bothered. I'll go with it.
0: I, I don't I don't see it would actually happen because I think particularly in Ma- Magic Rock's case they're they're quite on top of their own capacity and their own destiny but clearly Beaver Town have, they, they have a bigger destiny that they want to fulfil. Yeah, but I
1: also, also think that's also geography as well. I think if you're outside London, it's probably just to the big breweries and the buyout arms of people like uh, ABN Beth, the ZX Ventures, outside of London probably just looks less attractive. Yeah, possibly. You know, for us, they're very attractive places to go to, very attractive beers to drink, whereas London is the capital... London has a whole load of people which come in and out the whole time. If you suddenly have a foothold in that market, you can take those beers elsewhere outside of the UK as well and people will know about them. That's true. Oh, I had that when I was in London. Oh, look, it's turned up in so-and-so. Yeah. I think that's part of it as well. So I think those breweries which are focusing outside of the London metropolis are probably less a threat.
0: Yeah, uh, which is essentially, I, I suppose, again, bringing it, bringing it back to, you know, a brewery, before, Brewdog, have, have essentially done that, haven't they? They've put bars everywhere and they're now beginning to expand and have yeah. breweries in other countries as well that are brewing Brewdog products. But
1: ultimately, they're still associated with being a Scottish brewer. Yeah. And so maybe that's sort of provided a little bit of a shield for them. Possibly,
0: yeah. So while we're talking Brewdog, um, there was news that finally this this venue that they have in islington which has gone through a number of
1: iterations
0: yeah as, as to what it is um is now going to be reopened again um but it's going to have home brewing equipment on site as as, as well which will allow customers to come in and brew their own beer so brew dog angel will be opening on um, friday the 1st of june contain and it will contain four 20 litre homebrew kits which customers can use while drinking a range of beers from the Bass 14 taps. Okay, first of all, not sure it's a great idea to encourage drinking and, and brewing, brewing at the same at the time. Same time. Um, it will also be offering a full full BrewDog pizza menu and coffee from Deer Green. I didn't know um, BrewDog
1: did the pizza menu.
0: No, I didn't. So, maybe again, something new that they're looking at. Um, they're going to release details on how to book a brew day. Um, but it's interesting that they finally seem to have
1: found a purpose for this
0: venue
1: I don't get the purpose though it's trying to be a lot of everything isn't it drink your beers eat your pizza and brew your own beer do, do we think it's is, is, is it gonna it's an is it gonna become I something know. else again I, I don't see how I, mean, I mean the brew pub at Tower Hill I get that because where it is I've still got to go but I know the building I think that's gonna attract a lot of people
0: pictures I've seen of it are
1: that it's constantly rammed yeah I think that's going to be a real go-to yeah. destination. I mean, especially where it is. It's just... I would say just on that perimeter of the city. So you've got a five-minute walk to Tower Hill, you're a ten-minute walk to the Bank of England and to Bank Station. It's pretty much the perfect spot for what they're trying to go for, which means they have weekdays, weeknights and weekends pretty much sewn up. That one, I just don't understand. Why not just open a Brewdog bar? i I think... They, why, they've why always struggled
0: around? to get a license for just a bar, which is possibly why they've kept changing what it is.
1: Don't give it up. There are yeah. so many other venues in London, and you know, but I don't understand why they struggle to get that, unless there's been objections from other breweries. Most people just want to go to Brewdog and drink a beer.
0: Yeah, so I suppose only time will tell. Yeah, with, with, with that one. Um, all right, last couple of bits on the news. Uh, Fuller's uh, have announced that they've just installed a new pilot brewery while well, they're in the process of installing the Pilot Brewery at their um, site
1: in Chiswick. What, where they have all that spare space? Where do they put that? It's only a small couple of tanks. But they haven't really got much...
0: To, to the point where I think um, John Keeling said he was going to come out of retirement just to play on the Pilot kit. <laughs> he can't help himself, can no, he? No, he can't. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what beers Fullers do bring out i reckon that,
1: I, re- I reckon there'll be a lot of the uh i reckon they'll do a little bit of work with dark style on those and also that fullies and friends thing i think there's and, and some maybe lot...
0: exclusive releases just into their own pub on that
1: corner what the morton arms yeah or, or whatever
0: because it's two pubs isn't yeah it? yeah
1: the morton arms is always the name i remember because that's the one directly on the corner never remember yeah. the second name yeah um so that's the news the human
0: cannibal is almost gone, mate. Yeah. We're, we've been smashing our way through this.
1: Um, I'm loving it. What, what are you thinking on it? Absolutely bloody delicious. I reckon for me, this is... Like I said, I think I've always enjoyed this a bit more than you, but I'm just getting everything I like about that West Coast style of IPA.
0: I, I'm getting a lot more of it this year. I, I'm getting... what What I am getting is I'm getting a real... Thankness to it. There's, there's there's a stickiness there. There's there's that caramel piney stickiness to it, and and then the, it, it is it is bitter from beginning to end. Yeah. Oh, there all is the way no through. All that.
1: the way through. Um, I think that little bit you read out from the blog about the malt bill that definitely comes through. It's definitely got more of that going on than with the, the original cannibal. I'm just finding it so drinkable so whereas the Neo as it got towards the bottom of the glass and it warmed up a little bit I was thinking okay could I do a second one I might say a half yeah if someone said oh do you want a pint of this or another five yeah I'll have a big I'll have a big glass of it again
0: I I, I would probably have to go for a big glass of this again. exactly yeah Cause I'd, and I'd be quite happy to
1: superbly drink maybe my consider a third and I well. think you're right about that bitterness going all the way through
0: it is literally from the first the first moment it passes your lips, it washes over you. It's there. It's all around your mouth, and then you get you get it on the finish. Yeah, as well. so it's
1: not just at the back end. No, all the way through. Yeah, and it's all right now. I've just got that bitterness.
0: Yeah, and and <laughs> I've no more words. And and we've we've still one more beer to do exactly. So and and another poll. Why did we do this? To to get through, yes. God knows. You you lucky listeners. Yeah, let's get into this then. Opinions, 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 opinions. So the second question we asked was... um, Well, it was actually the first question we asked, but we thought it was better this way around. Uh, With festival season well underway, what are your thoughts on all-in tickets? So this was on the back of... um, a Couple of festivals happening. Why we've been on, yeah, we've had a been off air. Fuller's announcing that they were doing this craft beer London Brewers, London and Brewers Festival, and ours, which is yeah. all in. Um, so so we asked what were people's view, views on this. So we had 282 votes, um, and I just will say at this point as well that this one, um, first time I've seen this in a while, that the votes were fluctuating and it was, it was uh, quite over up the 24 down for while, hours, it? yeah, it was going in both directions in the end. It was literally a five percent swing that, that that won this. So Love'em was fifty six percent. Not for me was forty four percent. So um, like I say, not a lot in it um, in in terms of what people are saying. So let, let's get into the some of the, the the love the all in tickets comments. So Owen Frankish at Evil Brainfish said, "Love them when I get there, but make it so make it much harder for me to justify stumping up the cash in advance."
1: Although I'd probably spend the same in the end. See, I never know why, whether I would spend the same in the end. That's, that's an interesting point uh, from Evil Brainfish, which I have to admit, fantastic. Yeah. Twitter handle.
0: So let's okay. Let's let's try and put that into context then. So, you're in the festival that we know and love, Indie Man, you're going to pay twenty quid to get into a session. Yep. Yeah. What are you then likely to spend in that session, do you think?
1: Well, what, when we were there last time queuing up, what did they come round and take for us from to- for tokens?
0: It was, what was it, 20 quid's worth of tokens? Yeah. You got 12, was it 12 tokens for yeah. 20 quid?
1: I didn't top up much more after that, I have to admit.
0: So, let's be conservative. You spent 50 quid. Yeah. For, for a session at Indieman. So the only thing that I that, that I can make a comparison to is the the, the Beaver Town Beaver X, which is sixty five pound for a session.
1: I think the first one was 50
0: was weren't it? Yeah, but this year's one. Yeah, sixty five. With booking fee. Yeah. Uh, as as well, so that's already possibly around twenty quid more, and you're only getting a hundred mil pause.
1: Yep, so... Whereas in it,
0: your man you're getting a third. The
1: starting point is a third. Yeah. So it's a third. Oh, the last time we went it was a third, wasn't it? Yeah. It was either one... Was it one token or two tokens, depending on a third? Um, so yeah, you basically got a third. And I, asked me, I was a bit annoyed about the thirds. You I, were. You were upset about thirds, yeah. Because the glass only lent, me, lent itself, to itself to having a third.
0: Yeah. You don't like a third, Paul.
1: I, I don't like to be limited.
0: you like to have the option to do a bit more. Yeah. If, if, if you
1: need Well, to. say this year... Cloud water. If they yes. decide to have a few of their small beers, I might want two thirds. Oh
0: uh, yeah, I don't. I don't want to be using one of my tokens on a two point nine percent beer.
1: No, but I might want one. So why should I ha- have to have just a uh, one third? Yes, that's that's a good point. But anyway, let's that's go. Going, that's going off. But um, it's it's an interesting thing. Is and also, I mean, for us, we 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 travel. Yes,
0: yeah, so you've got your travel costs to add into that and the well. travel
1: definitely saying the same for us when we go to indie man
0: yeah um so th- let's look at a couple of the other love them um comments as well so john at beer in the suburb said they're great would rather pay a lump sum in advance and know i can have anything i like rather than fiddle with tokens or moan about how much a tiny pour of rare beer costs it seems like he was tapping into what you were saying there um i went to craft beer rising last year 20 quid entry and probably spent as much as that uh, as an all-in ticket anyway so um what it's a tough one isn't it in, in, in i think general. i think
1: let's read out a few books i i've got i have got quite a lot of sales uh, uh, okay
0: and then um e b at mr underscore e and underscore b love all in festivals no faffing around with tokens more willing to try something i wouldn't normally try as if i didn't uh, as if i have to pour it i've not lost out and no unused tokens at the end much less hassle did a blog post about my thoughts and we'll include a, a link to yeah. that in the show notes but that was also um echoed by kaylee at kaylee pie ross at all doom and gloom uh, jamie h at merchant of shite as well so it's um it's interesting that a lot of people are saying you know what it's the convenience factor i, I i've paid i've got my glass and I just go around and say, I'll have some of that, I'll have some of that, I'll have some of that, I'll have some of that.
1: I, I get that. But. Carry on.
0: No, no, but. Let's let, let's have your view at this point. But.
1: If I'm going to a beer festival on my own, which I very rarely do, um, then an all-in ticket would probably work. But I find all-in tickets are the most unsociable aspect of a beer festival because all in tickets are generally 100 milliliter pours or less with the exception being the upcoming Fuller's London Brews Alliance, uh, Alliance which is 200 or 100 depending on strength yeah but it's a 100 usually or less I think the American Craft Beer Festival is like 30 milliliters I mean that's fucking evaporated by the time it's got to that's my nose nothing is it um, that's
0: not even a shot no of beer well, well it is it's, it's just, it just is. over as, shot, as long as you only
1: have a single yeah but it's unsociable I've done the London Craft Beer Festival three different times and everyone's just going off at different times because you, you've you only got 100 millilitres so you go well, off we found that that first time we went yeah. we weren't as a group and we never spent any time with each other no. because we were all off getting a beer fucking annoys the hell out of me it's like yeah. going to a greyhound racing where you have to bet every 15 minutes so you bet you come back you bet you come out you're, you're always darting off there's no sociability about it unless you're all going for the same beer at the same time all the time and that's, for me, just isn't that sociable because that just doesn't happen. If I go with Michelle, we will want eight different beers and we will drink at a different pace. Yeah. There's no coming back to a table and say, right, uh, you've got a third, I've got two thirds or vice versa. Let's um, take a moment. We don't have to go and drink now because I, I can go and pay for it when I want to. If I paid for it, I'm thinking, all oh, well, right, I've spent £50 on a ticket and let's go and drink it. Um, no, it just annoys the hell out of me. I get why the organisers do it. And I completely understand why people who who want to try new beers do it. I don't go to beer festivals just to try new beers.
0: That's not the only thing, is it? No. For
1: me, it's the social aspect. And I do not get all in tickets as the social aspect.
0: And that brings us quite nicely on to the not-for-me comments as well. Because we obviously did have quite a few of these. Um, so, first up, we've got uh, the Flying Welshman at Bix underscore Barton underscore SW6. And also, a few others mentioned this as well. So, Pub Germit Kermigudgeon. <laughs> oh, dear. It yeah. started. Um, at Old Mudgee, uh John Moore at The Beer Idiot. And Crafty Mama at Becky Boogaloo. Um, I will come back to Crafty Mama's comment as well, because it was a particularly pertinent one. Uh, generally, no. Depends on the poor size, cost or range. Can lead to rushed excessive drinking as punters try to get their money's worth. Prefer to be able to decide myself how much I want once in. Crafty Mama at Becky Boogaloo added to that. Also, my yorkshire comes out and I have to get what I spent on the ticket. <laughs> um, so, so what do you think about that one? I mean, that, that's that's quite an interesting one because a lot of people were saying that once you've paid that money, you do feel as though you've got to get your money's worth. No, that's discreet.
1: Even, even to a certain extent with indie with the tokens... And you sort of alluded to it when we were talking about it, but you—I'm not going to have a third. I'm not going to have a third of a three percent. Well, no, of course you can't. I mean, you—I you, you can, be able to choose, I can go. Yeah. In, I, I can go in ahead if I even with tokens when they do the set price per third. Okay, I'm going to have a dipper. I'm going to go have an MP stout. I'm not having a three percent. That's not worth it. I can have eleven percent. It doesn't really help. Um, but the tokens one I can go with because I just I find it a very simple way of. ...working, provided I'm still getting a decent measure.
0: Yeah. But, it's again, it's nice to have that choice of, well, I'll pay one token for a third... ...or I'll pay two tokens for two-thirds. Provided they provide you with a glass, which holds the, the, two-thirds. Except, yeah, except that. Um, Simon Clark at Simon Calm said, It's not for me, and it encourages this irresponsible drinking. I've never been to an event with this kind of ticketing, and I doubt I ever will.
1: And I think... um Simon came to the Crimbo Court, didn't he? He did, yeah. And me and him were talking about it, and yeah, it's very. He's very firmly in that camp when we were talking about it.
0: Yep, and that's. I mean, that's backed up by this comment. So this is from Guy Miller at BrewGuy underscore. Not for me. We spend millions of pounds in the beer industry on drinking in moderation. If I could open a pub with twenty quid, all you can drink four percent, or you can drink four percent beer in an hour, I won't get a license. I'll be in the papers and pub will be shut down as irresponsible yet these festivals are doing the same with craft high ABV what do you think on that
1: one? it's definitely a different perspective I have to admit um, and we, one which I haven't really thought of I'm not I mean, we've met Guy I'm not sure you can compare a pub to a one off festival either no I don't, I don't think a, a I, I would
0: never expect to go into a pub and be able to a pub can be open 365 can, days think a year my body weight for um, a 20 quid entry fee
1: yeah. um, but festivals do it for two or three days yeah. maybe even just a day sometimes yeah. Um but you know although he's taking the point to an extreme the bit about he wouldn't get a licence is probably the, the bit here if he was opening up just on the high street or even trying to do a pop-up bar let's say he's trying to do a pop-up bar a pop-up shop where you just pay one, one entrance and you can have what you like probably wouldn't get the licence no you, you wouldn't you wouldn't um, and, and this is,
0: uh, I mean, this the, the final one on this is, is an interesting one and it's, it's one that I can relate to as well. From This is this is from the Littlest Homebrew at Littlest Homebrew. Uh, having experienced my first and I think one of the best at uh, the McKella Beer Celebration in Copenhagen, it's a big fat no from me. Cues get far too big for the popular stuff and too much pressure to down as much as possible to get your money's worth. Pay per beer all of the way. Um, and I think that's... I, I know it's well documented that I went to Copenhagen and lasted 45 minutes in one of the sessions because I felt as though I, I went out of the traps fast, let's be honest. yeah. It, 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 you know, but I, I think that's, an, that, that's, that, that's a good point. It's like you've paid all that money. I want to get my money's worth out of this. I don't want to have to spend all of my time in this session queuing up. So what am I going to drink that's going to get me what I feel is going to be my money's worth?
1: And I hate queuing Queuing is one of my pet hates. Yeah. Um, in the city of London, people will queue for sandwiches for fifteen minutes out of their forty-five minute lunch break. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing? How good I is just, that sandwich going to be?" Just make it at home. Well, make it in your bloody office. Yeah. Why go to Tesco? Buy an loaf of bread and some cheese slices. But seriously, why are you queuing? Um, no, I'm. Um, yeah. I'm going to be much more biased about these kind of festivals I estimate, admit than about the <laughs> New England IPA I'm definitely on the I'd rather choose my drink choose my time choose how I want to maybe lap. say right say you want to have half an hour yeah out. if you've got an all-in ticket can I afford to have half an hour out no you can't
0: no Cause, I'll cause spend
1: you're, my you're, bloody you're money. your money yeah yeah
0: yeah um, so, before we move on to the last point of this discussion... <laughs> it's the crescendo. It's time. And there were people that doubted we'd but be able to do all of this in two hours. Ye of little faith. Yeah, do, do they not even know us?
1: Hashtag we are professionals.
0: We are Cannonballing professional? Professional cannonballing. Um, That's that's the hashtag I've been using. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to say is this seems much lighter in colour than the human cannonball. It is. Very good carbonation. There's a good nose on that as well. Yeah. Oh, There's a lot more citrus coming off of that. Waves of it.
1: I mean, literally waves of it.
0: Yeah. I mean... I've got to say now it's in the glass in appearance wise it's very similar to Yeah a it's, human. Got, it's
1: got the orange hue there's bit, there's more a there's a
0: bit bit more haze to it yeah but you'd probably expect that from 11% worth of hops That nose oh, cheers let's get into this Unhuman cannibal here we go Okay first thing it's a lot crisper than human again you'd expect that and and again looking back on on, on the run it again does that thing to me in, in terms of human cannibal was re- not human Cannonball was really really crisp yeah this is really really crisp human was dank as fuck it was dank and sticky and everything that you want from a west coast IPA this is completely different
1: what this is though it
0: advertises the
1: alcohol I think a bit more
0: you get a bit more of a burn on the finish don't you yeah and and I know a lot of people have said I'm going to leave it a few weeks because they're always best three or four weeks after or da, 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 well, or whatever and
1: to be fair they might well be but the only way you know that is if you had them straight away that's it yeah. Um, yeah but you definitely I think you definitely get a bit more of That I don't mind that it's 11.2% I, I expect that I want to I actually wanted to tell me there's some alcohol yeah
0: this I I I want this beer to be the beer that says you know what drink me and then go home
1: yeah I mean unfortunately for you you're home uh, well fortunately yeah unfortunately because it, you might just open the fridge and go yes I've got another one <laughs> I'm going to go full Steve Austin now let's let's do it yeah um, let's let's just finish off
0: the um, the, the conversation about the all in tickets and then you haven't said what
1: your feeling is I've obviously advertised mine now.
0: I'm not a fan I'm, i I'm really not i I, I had that like I sorry. I had that one experience in Copenhagen where I did feel as I had to drink my money's worth and I am I'm, I'm possibly one of these people that is put off by the amount up front so let let's let let's take for instance the the, the beaver town Bash this year which I know we've mentioned before it's sixty five quid for the ticket. To me, that feels like a lot of money to pay for a beer festival.
1: Well, it is, and I sure I I can. I bought a ticket, I bought two tickets for the Craft Beer Rising in February, uh, quite some months in advance, and then found out I had the mother of all engineering works, which would have meant more time traveling than more time at the festival. So I advertised uh, on Twitter they were available for sale. Fortunately, someone bought them at face value. I said, look, you can have them a bit cheaper. I said now I'll pay the face value. So very lucky in that respect. So what happens if I buy two sixty-five-pound Beaver X tickets? That's one hundred and thirty quid. And then, for whatever reason, family emergency, I can't go. Do I get that money back? Whereas if I just if buy, if you can men, sell them to someone, you can. Yeah, but if it's an emergency, a I, I may not have time. Yeah. Or the inclination. But if I just buy a ticket, which is an entrance fee, I spend a lot less.
0: Yeah, and and let's 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 say here right now, we're we're not knocking these festivals. No, I am because that's 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 what they've done. No, that, I am. That's what I am. I, I'm uh, not a you? fan
1: of all in tickets. No, I am knocking them. Okay. I'm not a fan. I'm, I think I do actually agree with you i maybe
0: not. If if I had the money. Maybe I'd be quite happy to spend 65 quid
1: to go to beef. to have a few hundred milliliter pours? You in, fancy that queuing up?
0: In, in about four hours as, yeah. as, as, as well, isn't it? Well, I, I mean, to counter it, a lot of people were saying, well, for all the queuing that there was last year, that meant that there were there were a lot of breweries that didn't have any queues and you could go and try some of those non-hyped breweries so I, I suppose a lot of it comes down to that high do FOMO two, do they give 200ml pours no, no they don't but I, I think it's a case of a, a, a lot of what drives some of this is that oh we've got this brewery and this beer will be pouring and you have to try this beer rather than just like I just want beer. a decent you, measure you know I what have... we've, we've got a beer festival and we've got 40 breweries and they're all going to be serving great beer so pay an entry fee and then come pay those breweries for what they're, that they're, that they're
1: serving yeah, but I'd, maybe I want to have something bigger than hundred milliliters. Yeah, I mean, a hundred milliliters. Pa- it's, it's the a, pause. A, a, a pointless. That's fucking pause which annoy me. It's that, a bottle that, share. That. That's what we do a bottle share. But I don't have to pay for that. I don't have to queue up for it. It's delivered right in front of me. Whereas I have to queue to get a hundred milliliter pour. By the time I've finished it, I can go back to the queue, the back of the queue and yeah, no, it no, that's
0: that, that's which which is what we experienced which is what we the the cast. At, at, at the cast festival, which was. We literally, the queues were so big that we, we bought a beer, we went to the back of the queue, and we drank the beer while in the queue to get our next beer. Yeah. And what happened? And we did that two or three times. We got pissed. We got pissed, and we but we also got fed up with that. Yeah. Because I don't want to spend my whole time at Queuing. festivals in a queue. Exactly. I mean, this is this is one that will rage on and on and on. And, 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 and as always, we encourage you, our listeners, to get involved in, in this, so... Keep talking to us about this, use the hashtag opinions, get involved in this, oh,
1: the wheels have come off. Get involved in the discussion.
0: That's that's the one. Um, and if you really want to get involved in the discussion, you may very well find yourself. <laughs> you may, may very, far, far. did I need the very? Oh, no, you on. didn't need the very. In this part of the show.
1: Let us know Write it down Let us know Write it down
0: Let us know your thoughts and bitter in Lingerness. Oh, Write it God. down So, first up this week, we've got... This is from JD at Job John. And this is going back again to... Uh, we've got a couple of people going all the way back to the, the Manchester shows this month.
1: Oh, are um, you guys not keeping
0: up? It, no, it, it might be more us not keeping up. Because... I, I, we should probably make it clear to our listeners now, from this point on, we're now on a strictly two-week schedule. Yeah. Everything, some of the stuff before now has been a little bit out of sync no, with that.
1: Manchester was still April.
0: No, no, it was, but the Hop Stuff one, we recorded a week before. Our intention is to record the week of release, and then have a week off, and then the week of yeah. release so, so that's, that's where we're going to get to so anyway so, so this is JD at Job John hmm at Beer O'Clock Show also have similar thoughts about the bar staff at the Smithfield NQ
1: it's quite interesting because at the moment there's no love for the bar staff at the Smithfield there's not a lot of love for that at which all which I think is a real shame because it, as a pub I still think it was a really nice pub
0: and for southerners finding Colonel, from Manchester, <laughs> possibly the best place to go. Uh, Men Behaving Badly at MBB Podcast said, finish the Manchester episode of Opinions from Beer O'Clock Show and the camera discussion in the middle is excellent. A great listen, Ashley. So, thanks, Ashley, for your feedback. Um, yeah, interesting how we threw a camera discussion into the middle of a Manchester pub crawl.
1: Yes, when we were talking about the um,
0: AGM, wasn't it? Because that came about at the same time. Oh, is that where I got a bit ragey? Yeah bit ranty there were a lot of F-bombs there weren't yeah, there? yeah. okay uh, another one beers without frontiers podcast at beers underscore frontiers finished listening to the behemoth latest beer clock show podcast today excellent show really enjoyed the Manchester segment having visited some of those venues myself and the camera rant from Steve <laughs> there was you emotional know. and expletive written there yeah you
1: go. so <laughs> almost um, what's What's the next one mate you You, you take that while I do tomorrow and you can cannonball at beer o'clock show a bit late to the story but has anyone mentioned how the wording of the camera amendment may have been some of the reason it wasn't passed having all beer and all pubs sounds to me like it includes shit one and that's from Jack Target at JT Target JT Arget 23 that's That's a really interesting that's a really good point I mean to be honest I've always thought that some pubs deserve to close there's a pub in Clo- Colchester down the bottom of my road called the Norfolk. Fucking awful pub. Owned by Green, Pe- Green King. Shit when they were showing the football. You used to put it in plastic glasses because you were there watching the football. Turn the sound down. I'm glad it's closed. They can bulldoze the place as soon as possible as far as I'm concerned. Some places don't deserve to be open. So yeah, possibly. But I'm not sure that was the um, the main thrust of the camera amendments anyway.
0: I, I, I'm not sure. But but it's a good point. It's, it's a very good point. And I am... God, I've, I've transcended to be on camera, honestly. I'm, I'm on when you say
1: you've transcended, you rip up your membership card. It's not the same as transcending. Well,
0: what, what... No, it is, because I used my membership to buy me a couple of editions of Fanzine from BrewDog. That's transcending... No, no, it's not. Their membership? No, no. no. Okay. Um... So uh, we were asked a question this was from Edward Shaw at Dr. Shaw '69, who asked us and beer Nomicon, um, quick question in view of what seems to me the spiraling cost of beer and frequency of new releases, especially dippers, 11 pounds some places for the latest Verdant collab, How much is too much for a can of beer?
1: That's a very good point. Um I'm always really loath to buy cans and bottles in a pub. When there's taps and casks? Yep. And these beers, even on. So, released from the, the brewery, what price were they coming in at?
0: So, Unhuman Cannonball was £7 for 500ml of an 11% triple
1: IPA. Which I don't think is too bad. If you say that, so it's 11%. It's that price. If you put that up by another two hundred fifty milliliters, that's a bottle of wine, eleven percent, and you throw another couple of quid in, people will pay that. So I would say that's fairly reasonable.
0: Yeah, I certainly I wouldn't go into double digits for a can.
1: I would find it really tough to do that. Yeah, really tough. Yeah,
0: and actually thinking about it, I'm pretty sure. The price of this has come down. Since I mean, the bottles used to be a tenner a bottle of, of unhuman cannibal. You'd but you'd pay a tenner for six sixty mils.
1: The bottle may cost of, more
0: a, a, of this. And yeah. also,
1: it's a more limited; as they had less capacity. Didn't yeah,
0: they? yeah. But I mean, that's a that's a great question. Again, that's that's one. Listeners, tell us what what's what's your threshold? What will you pay for a can of beer? Um, so next one, flying Welshman um, at Bix Barton SW six. Really enjoyed listening to the to, to this on the train today. This is in regard to our last show, which was with Hop Stuff. Uh, James from Hop Stuff has a really refreshing attitude to the craft beer scene. Good for positive mental health opinions. So thanks for that. That's that, that, that's what we we're aiming for I really, with that show.
1: I really enjoyed our chat, with James.
0: Yeah, well, it was it was great, and and he was really honest with us as yeah. well. With, with everything he spoke about. And again, a, an, another one just backing that, just finished off the latest Beer Clock Show. Great listeners ever and a very important topic to, ta- to tackle. We'll look, be making sure to try out some pop stuff beer soon. Great PR. So that was from Beer Frontiers at Beer yeah. Frontiers. Uh, Mike McGuire at Mike McGuire Mike said, UK supermarkets aren't doing enough to keep craft beer store correctly. Brewers like Oscar Blue spend time making efforts to produce the best product it can for The public as the This Is Woeful, and this was a picture of a yeah, I saw that one <laughs> of Dow's IPA, which was sent to us on the 19th of May, <laughs> out of date on the 3rd of January. I that, mean, that's terrible, that isn't was it? awful. That's that, that I, but I said that awful. about
1: a lot because we've done we've done supermarkets on the shelf
0: many times, uh, many times, more times than we ever needed to, yeah, and we've
1: also extolled the virtues of them, yeah, accessibility train beers, whatever it might be, we've stopped the virtue of them. But so many of them are shit at shelf rotation. It's so fucking basic. I mean, it really is a basic thing about whether it's any sort of consumable, it's shelf rotation. When you stack up, stack up from the back. It does they, not they, take they do it it with, they do,
0: genius. They do it with fresh fruit and veg, don't yeah. they? So why can't you do it with every other product in the supermarket?
1: And, and cans of bottles are easy to take. Like I said, lived above an offer in 12 years. Stack from the back. Stack yeah. from the yeah. back. That was it, that, that, that was all one of the few thing you know, one of the few things which was drummed into me, stacked from the back. Yep. Easy.
0: Yep. And it wouldn't be an episode of opinions without one of these. This is Paul's question of the week. Questions, questions, <laughs> fill my yeah. head. Really interesting chats inspired by the conversation about cans or bottles. This week's question What's your personal preference in the majority of our beers? 330 30ml bottles, cans, four forty ml cans or other? For me, it would be 440ml every time, but i do like a 500ml can.
1: I would say for everyday beers, 3.30s. Yeah. Cans fit in. And also, 3.30ml cans fit in the fridge. So your average fridge store has a two or three shelves. Yeah. Two of those shelves would do 3.30 cans. They won't, also, they won't do the bigger cans. They won't do the bigger bottles. They'll definitely do the cans. And I would definitely do the 3.30 bottles because you can put them better in the cupboard. We you install them. Yep. Specials, I'm more than happy to have 440s or 500s, but everyday buying, 330s. hundred and
0: forty does seem to be now the standard can size.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. For, from craft
0: breweries. If you're buying online or from specialist shops, that's what you're going to buy. And I have
1: to admit, it's very hard to, on a picture which is in the background to spot a 440 versus a
0: 500. Yeah, y- yeah. 330s... Generally a supermarket fair now, so you, so you know you can go to the supermarket. You can buy like a, I, I mean I, at the weekend I bought a box of punk IPA for the fridge.
1: it's one of the twelve box? Was yeah, it twelve yeah. cans? it's yeah. a fridge pack. Yeah,
0: twelve cans. of uh, But how punk how
1: perfect did it fit the fridge?
0: It, it slid straight in. Yeah, yeah. These what we've drunk tonight, the specials. Yeah, I want those in five hundred mils. But they don't fit. They don't, they don't fit. I don't care that they don't fit particularly on yeah, human cannonball I'd really like that in a 660 mil bomber again I know
1: you would no, but I, I know it's never going to happen no, you're talking about general just, yeah. it don't fit does it but uh, again thank you Paul for your question as if you uh, didn't have any other questions yeah but yeah um, he said uh, for me it would be the 440s they don't sit very comfortably for me the 440s a lot of the time
0: mind you with my fridge I can get a 440 and a 330 on stacked so that'll take up one space in the
1: fridge is that in a door though on the shelf no in the, on a shelf ah so I'm thinking about the door. no I'm, the I'm thinking the door's a bit of an underused so I've, space so I've got a
0: beer shelf doors are used I've got a beer shelf so I can get 440 330 on top of each other on a shelf I can't get a 500 put a 500 in there and that's taken up a that's taking up two slots yeah for, for, for me so it's so it's a logistics I, I suppose it comes down to what you've got in, in your yeah. fridge space
1: while we're on bitter and yes, I have something. Ooh, really? Yes. Um, you had a barbecue the weekend, Steve. I did. Uh, so for your son's 13th birthday, you invited a few select friends and work colleagues, me.
0: you class yourself as a work colleague <laughs> or, or a select friend? Both. Okay.
1: I drank enough beer for both, to be fair. I'd,
0: I'd put you into one of those categories. <laughs>
1: So, you had a barbecue at the weekend, came over, and um, we had a few punk IPAs in we the do. afternoon. We did. It was a hot afternoon. We were standing quite close to the barbecue. I was standing very close you to a were very, very hot it. barbecue. And so, it was a brick yeah. beer barbecue. We were standing very close, and I net two or three bar punk, punk IPAs. And um, as, as I do, I tap in every beer. And I got a comment from someone who um, just basically said, wow. You must be an investor. What, what was the score that you put on it? I give it a four. Which is why I give a Punk IPA. I, I score Punk at a four as well. And the reason I give Punk a four is because I always enjoy it. It has to be... It's a long time since I've had a bad Punk IPA. Yeah. Long time. I always enjoy it. It's easily accessible, both in the marketplace and to other people. And there's no reason not to give it one. And I drank three in about 35 minutes. I must like it. It's a good beer. Yeah. It's and a good beer. And the assumption that I was an investor. That's quite poor. Yeah. yeah. I was quite peed off with that. Yeah. And that stuck in my mind. I went, so I did go back to him. and go, no, never been an investor. Probably won't be because there's enough what they do that pees me off. A bit like if Ryanair did a a, a, a crowdfunding thing, I'd go, no, fuck off, I hate Michael Leary. No, but I like the beer. Mm. Ryanair, do I like them? No. Do they fly to the right place at the right price? Of course they do. So that's my that's my comparison. But yeah, so they just peed me off a little bit. I have to admit, the assumption I was invested because I gave it a four.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 I, can't, I can understand why you got pissed off because I'm like, you know, for me, Punk is now a four when I check it in. And it's it's a four for a number of reasons. It's I think I've explained this before. Like you, you, when I check a beer in, two point five is the is the average. Yeah. So to, to hit the average, you've you've got your beer has got to be what it says on the tin.
1: Mhm.
0: And it essentially everything about it stands up to that as well. Yep. So so so, so that's a two point five, and and then I start working up from there. So. Some of it becomes about personal taste. Some of it becomes about what it does. So am I enjoying this beer? Yes. That gets another half a mark. How easy is this beer for me to get hold of? That's another half a mark. How smashable is this beer? That's a whole mark. There you go. On, on smashability. And if, if I can go to any supermarket and buy 12 cans of Punk IPA for 15 quid or less... That's always going to hit a four for me. Exactly. Yeah, it's never going. To, it's probably never going to get any higher than that. But it, it actually, really, peed me off. That yeah, moment. I can, I can, I can understand why, and I, I would have been quite pissed off with that. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. So we're almost at the end of this show. Yep. And for everybody that said we wouldn't do these beers only under two hours, <laughs> uh, we did it. We managed it. So. Right.
1: Come on! So come on. We ran. Re- you, you go first. No, what do you think.
0: Oh, you make you put me on the spot before oh, yeah. we put because we did one final poll. No, let me know what you think. Okay. Um, out of all the beers, hang on. I'm just gonna. I want one more of this. God, it's a
1: hard one. This is a hard one this year. Um, um, I'm, uh, so I've got a real, okay. So what you're thinking? I've got a real feeling that everything's been up this year. It has. So. Because they've released an EO, I think everything's gone up by another level. It has, but what upsets me
0: is that why did it need that to bring Cannonball back to what it was?
1: Maybe it didn't. Maybe it's just one of those alchemist moments, Eureka moments. Just the right time, right place.
0: Okay, of what I've drunk tonight, Cannonball was the best beer. It was, without a doubt, everything that I loved about what that beer was when I first tried it and many times since.
1: So it brought you back?
0: Yes. And then, I, I really can't... I, I don't think I can split Unhuman and Human this year. Human was an incredibly bang-on West Coast... IPA.
1: Oh, tops.
0: Yeah. tops. Unhuman has just taken that to another level.
1: Yep. I mean, I think we're talking on Untapped 0.25s here, aren't we?
0: Yeah. So, Cannonball will retain its five status because it does. That's just what it scores when I drink it on Untapped. Um bearing in mind that I'm going to check these two in twice one as their normal variant and one as their 2018 <laughs> variant um, essentially you're asking me to score between human and un- unhuman
1: here aren't you no where does Neo sit
0: it still sits where we've got it because as, <laughs> as we're sat at the table all of the green and silver beer is a. What is he's on is on, on one side of the table, and Neo is on all his on its own. own in its multicoloured variant over there. Um, Neo was good; it was a good beer, and it, it did exactly what it said on the tin. Um, and but I will echo what a lot of people have said that it doesn't belong in the cannibal oh, run. No, it doesn't belong. That the cannibal run is cannibal, human, and un- unhuman. That this is the cannibal run here.
1: Okay, I would say on the run, I'll be a human. Then Cannibal, then Unhuman. In that order? Yep. Ah. I mean, we're talking fine margins here. Yeah. I actually loved Human Cannibal this year. Actually loved it. Um, Unhuman, I thought, was tops. Cannibal possibly suffers from just being a beer, which I just expect to be good every time. Um, Neo, yes, it does sit to the side. Surprisingly good. But brilliant. Yeah. Better than good, it's brilliant. It's the best New England style beer. Forget about IPA, double IPA, triple IPA. It is the best New England IPA or New England style beer I've had.
0: I, I, I'd i agree with that. On this side, I'd, I've enjoyed Human more than I've ever enjoyed it before. Yeah. But it would still sit a third.
1: I'm not surprised. See that would that would, that would Defined not surprise me.
0: Cannonball first, unhuman second, human third. But would you agree that this year it's gone up a little? Yeah, that they've completely pushed pushed it up again. I think these have all been brilliant. And let's Absolutely go back to that brilliant. very first poll in terms of this is what makes annual releases so special. Yeah. Because you can only you can only do this once a year. Yeah.
1: Right, we... we, If we
0: we could do this every month, it'd become... Oh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm quite happy this is only once every so often. Yeah. It's working.
0: So so we did ask that question.
1: Opinions, opinions,
0: opinions, opinions. Which, which beer was the highlight for you this year? And we had 201 people voted, and we gave them all four options... Unsurprisingly, 39% of the votes went to Neo Human. 25% went to Human, and then there was a split 18% between Cannonball and Unhuman. Cannonball as as well. And I've got one comment from each beer. Okay. to, to, To read out right now. So first up, Mark Johnson at Mark and Johnson, and this was on the Cannonball front from Keg, the regular Trump tool. For my taste, the other two needed a few weeks. So I've left my cans for now. Neo tasted, as, as you'd expected, my opinions, but no idea why the others in, in the comments are waiting so long to drink their beers. So um, Mark went for Cannibal as, as being, from a keg point of view, that was a beer that tasted amazing. The list Homebrew at Litlist Homebrew said, Neo, because it's one of the very few New... Not, not New England... Yeah, New North, England. not North, North, North East. North, North <laughs> England. New... Uh, new f- North East. New uh, England. New England. I've managed to try. The majority of others are onion juice to me, not fruit juice. Disclaimer, I didn't have the core cannonball, but I but I think I'd have had that afterwards.
1: Words have gone from me right now. So just to be clear, this yes. is Little, Homebrew said... Neo, because it's one of the very few New England IPAs I've managed to enjoy. The majority of others are onion juice to me, not fruit juice. Disclaimer I didn't have the core cannibal, but I think I'd have had that down as the best beer of the lot. Why did you not have that?
0: Why would you? Yeah, if, if you can do the run, you've got to do the run. You need the base, it. You need yeah, the
1: base. Yeah. Um, John Stanley at JW Stanley 1007 all were very good Human snatches it uh, for me as it was such a pleasure to have a great West Coast IPA same thoughts as me uh, uh,
0: and and I don't disagree that it was a fantastic West Coast IPA
1: but Cannibal is always going to be your benchmark isn't it
0: it is yeah Yeah, Uh,
1: Nia was brilliant but we are so oversaturated with uh, New England IPAs at the moment meaning Human just shone through for me Um, I voted unhuman I suspected because it needed my support and brackets I haven't actually had Neo human yet but Neo is winning because it gives the has boys a unity candidate (laughs) we're going political here the west coast curmudgeon vote is split over three choices classic front and dividing rule and Gideon's people front which prompted me to reply with a life of Brian tweet I have to admit And that was from Joe Hill at Multiplex Rant.
0: So I think that pretty much
1: sums up our listeners' views. And Um, for everyone who hasn't tasted it when we've uh, released the show, when you do, please let us know what you think.
0: Yeah. So did we do which one was our favourite? Have we we done that?
1: You've done Cannibal, I've done Human.
0: Yeah. Clearly suffering from this evening's beverages. Um, I'm not sure we know what we're doing next time.
1: Uh, no, we don't. But we're hopefully recording at the new venue, since I've moved in, Michelle. We yeah. have a breakfast bar near the beer cupboard, which Dave will be guarding with his life.
0: Which which we're going to name eventually on Untapped as a place. Yeah, we're going to create a venue. Yes, we will create a venue. But um, oh, just get involved as in, ever in, in what we've said tonight. Use hashtag, the hashtag opinions. opinions, and uh, and we're there. And we we are just going to now. Retire to our comfy chairs while we finish the rest of the unhuman what cannonball. Do do Cheers. Cannonball. 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 It's not what you do, it's how you do. Be anything you want to be. It's not what you got, to how